Hello, welcome to this episode. <laughs> 37. 36, it's 36. 37. 37. It's not 37. There was, it a is, mis- there was a misprint. There was a misprint in the last one. Hello, welcome to this episode 36. The real 36 of the Northern Invasion podcast. I may stand corrected on that one. You're joined by myself, Stu West. We have... Dr. Scott Smith. Gukvel, welcome. And we have <laughs> Liam Watt. All right. And Nathan Watson. What's on? Hello. <laughs> Hello. So, uh, there we go. Um, the, the introduction may be, edit, may be edited. Um, it's unlikely, <laughs> though, isn't it? If we're honest. So, um, it's not been long since we were last here, but we've had an event. We've got an event coming up. There's been news. There's been hobby. There's been all sorts. Um, so should we just get straight on? We'll get straight on. Um, I, I have to apologize um, if I go silent or if I breathe heavily because I'm um, horizontal at the moment. Having had a, a small incident, um, I, I, I had a small fall <laughs> and I've... Uh, I was just describing my my foot and ankle as looking like four boiled eggs in a marigold. Um, it was quite an innocuous. What colour is your skin if it's a marigold? Well, yeah, it's not really a mar- marigold. I don't suppose. I just meant like a rubber glove. But okay. there's bit there's like a big black bit now with big lumps under it. Um, no, that doesn't sound good. No, it's not. What do you say to that, Doctor Smith? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't do medical stuff. Uh, I should send you a photograph <laughs> of it. It's rank. Um, but anyway, I think that, that should be um, the cover of the episode if we did oh, things yeah. like. Yeah. No, nobody wants to see that. There are people with like phobias. Or that's the name of the this. episode: four bald eggs and a marigold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll, uh, that's that'll a new name for the vermin lord list. That's it. Four yep, bald eggs <laughs> and a marigold. Yeah, you better get that rats. fixed before they uh, get on a plane. Yeah. Oh, I should be all right. I don't have to drive anywhere. I don't think so. So you mean it's what, what it means? It's Scott, you're gonna have to push around in a wheelchair all weekend. That's what's gonna happen. It'll be fine. Scott will carry me. You'll get to thirty thousand feet and your foot will explode. <laughs> It'll be fine. I'll carry you to the bastard bar and leave you there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to the bastard bar. So it should be good. Right then. So, uh, well, Nathan's with us for a limited period. So should we fire through hobby and news quite quick? Hobby and news. I, I've I've built a Warcry warband. My brutes are finished. All I've got to do is dry brush some base, stick some tufts on them, varnish them, and then uh, that's my hobby. So I had just done a test model, I think, last time we were on, but uh, it's up and running now, and the the great little models. So as I said last time, I've I've uh, acquired now an Iron Jaws army, um, and this is going to be going to be fun. So there you go. I've already painted more than my. Um, uh, more than my Caradron Overlords slow grow in, in Brutes in a week. So so that's good going. Uh, aside from that, I've just been playing at Onslaught last week. We'll maybe touch on that in a, a little while. But uh, that's me. That's my hobby. What about yourself, Scott? Yeah, not much to report since last time. Um, had a game versus Lee last week, Slanesh. That was fun. Uh that was good. I almost beat him, but that was uh, that was through sheer chance and him not knowing one of my rules. So, have um, you bought a Slanesh army since then? What do you mean since then? I already had one. 
<laughs> uh, that's it, really. I've got a, a, I bought some Citadel skulls to spruce up my some of my bases just to make it clearer who's who. Sometimes the courtier gets lost, or sometimes even the champion of the flare unit gets lost in the thing. So, a few more skulls that's what we need. That'll make them stand out a bit more for going to Norway. But that's about it for me. Not much to report. How about yourself, Liam? I've built my Anya Falconrath commander deck. That's what I've done in the last since then. Other than that, no, no miniature based hobby. Okay. And Nathan? Um, built another unmade warband. I bought another box and converted up all the awakened ones to have flails. Don't know if that means anything to you, Stu, if you've played against the unmade yet, but not yet. No, nobody up here is going with the unmade. It's the lonely box on the oh, shelf in the They're shop. sexy. They're so good. Which one's the unmade again? The, the guy ones on with stilts. faces on crotches and things. Yeah. Oh, the Slanesh kind of <clears throat> the ones with no faces. The ones yeah. from Shaish, yeah. No, They're pretty cool. Um, and also, I was digging through my bits box when I was looking for Plague Monk flails to convert some more flails and found that I have five brutes in there. So, uh, yeah, so uh, Iron Jaws brutes mm-hmm. from my old Iron Jaws army. So I stuck them in some um, so paint good. stripper. And that means I've now got two uh, warbands. So. Yeah. Whenever the baby's sleeping, I'm going to try and get the missus to, to play a game. I got all the war cry scenery painted, and I painted up some extra stuff I'd lying around, so I've now got a full table's worth of painted scenery. Nice. Brilliant. Decided I'm just going to start taking it to tournaments and donating it to the TO to try and make some nicer-looking tables, some more intricate scenery, like or just more scenery in general. When I was there at uh, Onslaught, on the weekend, there was a couple of tables, like four or five bits of scenery in total. And those bits of scenery were pretty flat and sparse. Like yeah. Sylvan F players style woods and weak stuff. with joy when they see that, though. Yeah, but it's not right. Like They've already kind of made their intent clear with what they see tables to look like. You don't need to follow the way that they suggest you set the table up, but I still think that all the tables should look somewhat similar to how they envisage it, like 10 bits of scenery. Sometimes I would even say more, 10 to 12 personally, but I think 10 should be the sort of minimum that we strive for. Uh, Maybe it'll involve a couple of the local guys taking stuff. Two to three per quarter, I would say, of the table. Two to three per quarter. Like you say, if you play with the GW rules as well on how big a piece of scenery is allowed to be, they're quite small as well. Like, unfortunately, for a half-hour scenery, like you say, it's hills still. Quite a lot of it is hills. Polystyrene hills, MDF yeah. bits of uh, like cut-out woods with removable trees and stuff that are warped with time, so they kind of wobble on the table and stuff. There's even hedges and stuff. I think at um, common ground, isn't there? It's like uh, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, like, it's almost like wirewheel. Classed as a, an obstacle. An obstacle. Read, Are you saying the, there's uh, nothing wrong with a bush? Is that what you're saying? I'm anti wrong with a bit of bush. I'm you're anti bush. The Keep mighty bush. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I a... think uh, the local. If if the, like I know that you've got a couple of boxes of scenery and stuff that you take along to the club, and there's Michael Hans's uh, death yeah. scenery that you you lug along every fortnight and stuff. But if we were to start taking, even if just a couple of people took stuff to 
put on the tables for the weekend, I think it would make a massive difference. Yeah. Most most people could leave like that have cars. You could just leave a box, a really useful box, in your boot, and it just has scenery in it. Like that's like my armies. Other than my poor driving, sometimes used to just leave my army in my car for the entire month if I wasn't using it. I'll try lugging a pram into your. Oh, that's why it says everyone <laughs> bought you. That was the intention. <laughs> trying to pick <laughs> on you because you have a child now. You know. I, I used to leave my army in my boot like for like a fortnight after. Like I, there was one when we had that really really uh, <coughs> warm heat wave. I was worried that the plastic models were melting in the bit of my car. Well, That'll actually, never happen again. Speaking of Gary's trays, half of mine have warped. So now I'm like, this base is stuck in them. So I had to kind of like fork out quite a lot of models. So I had to get like last last time before the last event, I had to get the hair dried out. Oh, yeah. I also tried to heat them all up to try and flatten them again. But <laughs> there's still some of them are quite an issue. Yeah, yeah that's my hobby. <laughs> oh, good stuff. So with the, the Warcry stuff there, um, yeah, I was looking at that, and for people who do like it, there are a couple of podcasts that focus on it, but I would recommend people get it. There's some really good offers at the moment on um, on the scenery boxes, so you get a really good set of scenery with your um, with the starter box, if that's your thing, um, and you get like a, a scenery deck, which when you do your deployment, it shows you how it should be set up. Well, the really cool thing that I didn't quite understand is, until now is that those Ravage Lands uh, scenery boxes that come with it, they have their own scenery deck. So you get like another another pack of cards in there, along with another um, fold-out playboard and set of tokens. And the cards show you how to deploy that specific scenery. So if you get the one that's the old Garden of Moor, it shows you how to set up the graveyard. Or if you get the Shattered Dominion one, it shows you how to set up the different temple network. So I've heard the Shattered Dominion one. I don't know about the Temple of Moor one, but the Shattered Dominion only has six cards for that scenery. Cards. But then it's got yeah. 12 that allow you to mix and match Yeah, that with the starter set. So yeah, they are heavily favouring the starter set, which is a little bit of a feel bad for me. But, but... I mean, this, I've not got the, the starter set, but it's such good value. If you go to, even if you don't go to a, a GW store and you go to a friendly local gaming store, if you can find one that's still got it in stock, um, some of them, I mean, it's only 80 quid. And you're talking yeah. about it's got a 30 quid book in it, two 30 quid warbands. It's got the all the tokens, a, a 30 pound deck of cards. It's got, it's, it's got like a, probably a good 60 quid worth of scenery in it. It's um, on my Christmas list anyway. Everything else, it's amazing value. Um, and the, the scenery when it's painted up looks so good. Um, I didn't appreciate that though that there was uh, that there was cards that included both sets, so that's worth knowing. Because I think the flip side of the board, one side's like your Shattered Dominion, which is uh, um, just uh, tiles, but you can flip it and it matches the original game board in the starter box. That's so how I'm painting adding, my scenery. Yeah, so I'd imagine that when you go for the combined ones. It's it's for on a double sized board because it says that um, that there are options for for playing on a bigger board if you want to combine it with the original scenery. Yeah. So and also and if you've got two boards, put the two yeah. of them together. It's handy for meet uh, meeting engagements. It's the yeah. right size for meeting engagements. So yeah, no, it's really good. good. Yeah. But anyway, I think it's uh, it's good times. So there you go. There's there's hobby. Um, and in terms of news, I think most things um, are geared towards, apart from a couple of new releases, we've got a, an Angry Dwarf that's been announced and released, and we're probably all sitting on our uh, Gore Trek model at the moment. Well, not sitting on it literally, because that'd be wrong. 
but we're, <laughs> we're all ready to paint it. I get mine on Saturday. Speak yeah, yourself. I've, I've got mine and I've got my... um. Oh, I yeah, can we what? address this, actually? Scott isn't fussed about <laughs> Gotrek. No, I'm not that fussed either. Oh, shut your me. fucking face. Sorry for the French. But... I got I got the Ghoul Slayer book as well, the hardback one, so, so that's... Yeah. Uh... Uh, I'll wait until it's on Audible, but yeah, his model doesn't do anything for me. I think it's very bland. I felt like it was very Horace Heresy sort of thing, like when he's awesome. a base and a base. But I'm going to turn mine into a, a statue, a heroic statue on a pillar. That's cool. Just so that so that the can I might buy another one to do that. Yeah. And I'll add them to my scenery. <laughs> He's gotta be there. He's gonna be in the Shattered Dominion Temple next to yep. Sigma. Smashing <laughs> something. So no, that's a good there, idea Felix. actually. Um oh, one other thing that actually that, that's worth saying about hobby, um, is that, I don't know if any of you've read it, but have any of have any of you read Hamilcar the book? The what? No. Hamilcar. What the hell's it's, that? It's the, the, the one about Hamilcar Bear Eater. He's a Celestial Vindicator. Oh, is that the one with the really weird-looking cover? Oh, he kind my of looks about high. Oh, my God. It is so good. I'd read the uh, a few of the short stories and stuff, but Hamilcar is, like, an absolute legend. Like, before, Stormcast don't really have... Like, early on, they didn't have much character or much of a draw, and they were a bit bland. But I'll tell you what, he is... He sort of, like, he narrates... His life as he goes about it and speaks about himself in the third person and uh it's it's one of the funniest things i've read it's so good and uh it's it's what's he called um on twitter warlord gamer um he, he deserves much much praise for uh uh for for writing it and if you've got any time or if you're going on holiday just pick up the cheap paperback from your gw and take it because you won't regret it anyway there you go so news, the main thing, I suppose, apart from the little angry man, then, is is the Bone Reapers. So uh, is there a show of hands for who might be starting a Bone Reaper army? Definitely me. Yeah, I'm sure I'll pick up some. Nah, I'll yeah. hold off for now. Sorry. Yeah, I, I'm going to read, I'm going to get the book, I'm going to read it, and, and I'm just waiting for, uh, for Arkan's big, big uh, revamp, but we'll see how it goes with some Fine-looking models. There's some that I'm not 100 percent on, but uh, I don't know what 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 makes you want them so much, Nathan. The it models are just. I, I love Vainsley Harriet. Always have. <laughs> um, but no, I I, I just uh, I I regret selling them the gash. I was I was quite interested in them. I thought the models looked really really cool, and then when I saw after the potato camera pictures and the community site put their article out. It showed Arkan and Nagash being in there. That kind of sealed it for me. And then after listening to Darren's List Diaries and hearing him talk about First Cohort, it started making me think, wow, more guests and Nagash are in this new book. Could we see a second cohort <laughs> formation or something? Like that That could be quite cool. So I ended up just ordering Nagash. <laughs> Got him nice. off of eBay. You... So he's on the way. <laughs> it was just impulse by midway through listening to his, uh, episode three, of the list diaries. I'm like, God, I'm so so bloody weak. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I I just uh, I I really want to paint Nagash again, do him justice this time. Last time I just kind of rushed him out for an Aegon. You gonna do a big conversion on him, or are you just gonna build him as? Uh, I'm gonna convert him. Um, I don't know how big the conversion is gonna be, but. 
I'm going to try and pose them differently on the spirits, and I'm definitely going to build them with the staff this time. I did them just with the sword and book. I'm going to... Like, I saw Niall's posing is pretty cool. Uh, Niall's one that he's selling, if anybody's interested in buying a reasonably well-painted Nagash. I think he done it quite quick, didn't he? But for his standards, uh, it's still really, really good. Um, but yeah, he's got it kind of posed with the staff angled forwards and the sword in the other hand. That looks quite yeah. cool. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, some of those uh, some of those models, you've got like big chunky abyssal looking things with different weapon hands. <coughs> and there was one out today in a, a flying pose rather than the one that looked like a carnifex. It looks like the big turtle flying because it's armoured and stuff. A big yeah, fat somebody abyssal put, terror. somebody's photoshopped it onto the abyssal terror. Is that what they've done? Abyssal terror. photoshopped onto the abyssal terror. It looked good. I thought that you could convert it to look a bit like that. Um, it'd be pretty good if you got them, uh, <laughs> got them a bit more mobile. <laughs> yeah, like if I was to do an arcane, I would definitely have him off of the spirits. I hate bouncy models. Yeah, does my head in. And I did my nephra. I had uh, the abyssal terror posed up on one of the Azerite ruins, and even then, it was still a bit bouncy for me. So I would probably need to figure something. All else three out. of mine are on the bouncy tails because oh. they all look right next to each other. I like them. Um, I like it in a way because my boxes, they're just a little bit too big for. So when you snap the block, the, the lid into place, they bend. <laughs> um, right, so nothing yeah. breaks. <laughs> but uh, no, it's um, it'll be good to get another. And I noticed there was like a three-tailed abyssal with some guy with big horn things going on. Yeah, so. my, my favourite model, we've not had a close-up yet, but I think, Liam, you like this one as well, don't you? The one that looks like uh, Celestin on a Dracoff. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah like I think a lot of their lore might kind of be from when Nagash started stealing back Stormcast souls. I, d- I don't know. But he did look a lot like a kind of armoured Stormcast-ish construct on what looks like a construct of a, a Dracoth. Yeah. It reminds me, have you seen the the Great Wall? The one where... Uh, oh yeah, um, Matt Damon. Matt Damon, yeah. Like that sort of lizard, but that's because mm. obviously that was designed off the Mongolian sort of vibe as well. That's what yeah. those lizards were based off of. It was like giant. Uh, that's, that's the coolest uh, looking model, though that I've yeah. seen. It's like a salamander, almost sort of with a triple tail. There's there's some good ones, and we can we we can look forward to. I think anything else that's coming out, we've got the the Oruk book. Uh, the Warclans book, and we've got the um, that's supposed to all drop this weekend. They're gonna come out in the shadow of uh, the shadow of yeah, I I think it's kind of a shame that they revealed them so nonchalant almost compared to what uh, I think obviously they are just books, that's the problem for them. They are just books, yeah. Do you you know what my uh, my wish is, and it's never gonna come true. But I want the Cities of Sigmar scenery piece. We were talking about it on the way back. Uh, we want the Cities of Sigmar scenery piece to be in the old watchtower. And then you can deploy it as a garrisonable building. <laughs> I've, already, so uh, I've already alluded to how scenery is going to work in those books. Have they? They're going to adapt a piece of scenery on the table, is oh, what right. I've heard. Kind of like what uh, Sylvan have to do as well. Because Sylvan have to do that oh, right, yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, it's just a piece like of a... scenery in their immune battleshock sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, like that. Oh, so cool. I've got a watchtower they can deploy. It has to be they can't put it like within six of an objective, which would be I good. assume also, Nathan, that'll change periodically. So like per 
like so say your great water fastness great water fastness which is artillery i assume that it'd be you choose a piece of scenery and while your models are in artillery pieces are in this cover or something it gives plus two armor instead of the standard plus one kind of like what ballistas get sort of thing that yeah, sort of change per se or yeah, yeah like so then the one that's the college arcane one that means that you get the scenery pieces arcane to wizards uh things like that you could do that sort of thing that'd be good i'm looking forward to it um so yeah there's some good stuff on the horizon and christmas is coming so we'll have some sweet boxes no doubt announced soon as well so there'll be nothing there'll be no shortage of stuff to spend our uh our pennies on yeah i think well, there you uh, go. there's gonna be this weekend i think they're gonna give more information on the those cities and orc books oh, so okay. it could be a fortnight so it could be just out in time for the next i'll have to do one a week Oh yeah, they could do that. That'd probably be best for them because they could, releasing both the same week would mean that their community pages daily would have to be like two things. Or yeah, but if they've done it before and they've got other stuff to release, yeah. you know, forty k is not yeah. slowing down. So yeah, they're being pushed back. Oh, the strike of stuff and thing, haven't they? Yeah, they'll, they'll drop them both the same weekend, same as Skaven Feck. Right. Well, we're, we're looking. I'm looking at the the time. So we've we've got. Um, a, a new father in our midst. So, rather than go to to onslaught next, why don't we uh, we'll come back to onslaught and we'll go we'll look at King in the North. So, can I um, make a quick joke though about looking at the time? Yeah, and mention that John Bayless and JP didn't <laughs> too soon. Yeah, we'll we'll come round to that maybe. <laughs> yeah, just in well, case I'm not here, guys. I just wanted to get a slam in there. Oh uh, well. Good stuff. <laughs> Sorry, chaps. <laughs> so, yes. So we'll go back to Onslaught. So King in the North, this is the, the most northerly um, AOS tournament in the world. Um, it takes place in Tromso, um, at the very top of, of Norway, um, which I think is actually closer to me than than where you live, Scott. So I'm closer to Tromso than I am to you. Um but anyway, um, myself and and Scott are, are heading over there to to represent um, to represent our Isles. Um, in well, what a week we'll be there this time next week. Um, we're mm. recording now on a Thursday, so next Thursday night we'll be there. Um, so we're going down there. Well, going up there. Sorry, I'm too used to saying down. I have to fly down to come up though. So I've got to go to Aberdeen, then Oslo, and then Tromso. And on the way back, I think I go Oslo, Stavanger, Oslo. Um, sorry, Tromso, Stavanger, Oslo, Aberdeen, Kirtwall. So it's Jeez. quite a few flights. I'm keeping my... <laughs> yeah, so the carbon footprint's uh, um, not massive, but I'm going to plant a load of trees. So there we go. Um, so anyway, King in the North. We'll go over the pack after the lists, probably, because, um, uh, well that's quite an interesting pack as well it's not not like anything we've played before and i think it's fair to say that scandinavian meta is a little different to our own and there are a couple of eye-opening lists in there so what we'll start with maybe is um is the more constructive eye in a competitive slant from uh from our youth in uh nathan and liam before we look at the ones that take our fancy in terms of um uh, theme and then we'll look at the pack and, and uh, maybe make a couple of predictions. Um, so why don't we turn over to to the youngsters first? And um, why don't why don't you tell us about 
maybe some of the ones that for us to watch out for um and tell us a couple of the stronger lists maybe and and how you think they're going to perform over to you who's you you me yeah <laughs> you spoke first um yeah. right okay uh well the first one i've kind of scrolled to which looks uh almost great is uh the legion of grief by bjorn haig we're going to butcher the hell out of these names aren't we no i'm not that's exactly <laughs> how his name said apologies in advance bjorn bjorn helga bjorn helga Helgi, Bjorn Helgi, Stockholand. I reckon it'll be Hel- well, Helgi. Well, anyway, anyway, Helgi, why don't we just stick with the first name? We'll call him Bjorn. Bjorn. It's going to be calling me Stee all weekend or something now. <laughs> Actually, I don't like. I don't know what that command trait is. Is that the same one that JP had? Amethyst Glow. Is that the five up? Mm. Must be the five up to get him sure. thingy back. But he's got Dreadblade Harrow uh, as his general which is good because it allows you to teleport that guy around and resurrect units. Uh, Knight of I don't Shrouds. know, is it maybe a, is it maybe a, makes him a wizard? Because Dread Withering is straight after. Does that mean that uh, you're a wizard? Yeah. So maybe he doesn't have the two five-up attempts. So, I mean, it was almost perfect. Uh, he's then got Cardus, the Craven King. So he's got a way to steal command points, which is quite cool. Especially when the, the army needs a lot of command points. Uh, Raikonar. He's then got the Briar Queen, which is interesting. So that's the Night Haunt Shadespire or Warhammer Underworlds yeah. Warband. Guardian of Her Souls. Spell's nice. Um, yeah. He's got the Dread Withering spell on that again. So I, I believe the Dread Withering one's the Reduce the Bravery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, three units of Ten Chain Rasps. He's then got the Thorns of the Briar Queen that you need to take with the Briar Queen. Uh, 12 Banshees, Bladegeist Revenants, and then he's got uh, five endless spells. He's got the Pendulum. In fact, no, he's got four. He's got the Pendulum, Purple Sun, Shackles, Palisades, and then he's got the Engine, which uh, is a four up for another command point. And the Banshees can dispel their own endless spells the following turn to buff up their attack profile. And they can hit like a truck as well uh, when they're all buffed up. So that's a quite cool list. And we saw JP use uh, Legion of Grief to some success this weekend just gone and previous weekend or a fortnight before Tom Mosley took out an event with Legion of Grief as well Ben Sav has been playing it for a while there's definitely filth there but you need to know what you're doing it's quite a cool list I'm interested to to see how the Legion of Grief lists get on I'm I'm going to go with my guess it's going to be Bjorn Helg Stockland so that's my that's my guess. Apologies I think that instead of guessing it, we should just deliberately butcher the. <laughs> so is is Bjorn Helge? Oh man, no, come on. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to go to that biker. Hut, I know, so I know. I'm going to wind them all up for you guys. Going there. <laughs> all right, I've 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 bought an offering for them today. <laughs> so no, so there you go so which other ones have you got an eye on there i like that one as well there are a couple of uh i like the Nagash quite one. a lot of death oh yeah that's um because of... alexander nygaard's one isn't it he's and the he, defending he champ Fjordham. he has Fjordhammer. he's the champ. Yeah. i recognize the name i've got him on twitter yeah yeah it's a good one it's a uh, it's not in the realms though so 
Oh, is it well, not the realms? No, no, no. But he's got two blocks of thirty-one grave guard there. So... Yeah, it was quite interesting. He's got that form. Does he have the formation as well? No, no, he doesn't. So for kids. people who who haven't got the lists, he's got Nagash as the general um, with overwhelming dread, fading vigor, and pinions. He's got a necromancer with the diadem, which gives you the extra six up ward, I think. Um, and then he's got the spectral grasp. Then it's He's got two thirties of um, Graveguard, one with shields, one with great blades, and two fives of wolves. And he's got the spell portal and the palisade. So there's a. Yeah. He's bought a command point as well. Yeah, he has. He's bought the extra command point because you you want to. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool list. Yeah, it's great. It looks good. Um, The Graveguard do fall over quite quick to almost anything in the game now. Yeah, they come back quite quick though. Yeah, they will do. Like he's gonna have what is Grand Host of Nagash, so how does that work again? Is that on a five up? Five plus you get D three. And then Oh that's wounds, not models. Grand host is five up the other way around. I thought it was models, not wounds. No, it's wounds, not models. I always used to treat it as though it was like an extra grave site. So unless I was doing it wrong, which could well you're be also doing that wrong. Yeah, also doing that wrong. I love it. Well, his necromancer was the best. That was the. <laughs> well, that was that was a long time ago. We don't have to dwell on things like that. Just this... watch out, guys, on the weekend that he doesn't treat his necromancer pile attacking on both turns. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, that was before we even had allegiance in the gash block. To be fair, but yeah, I used to, I, I used to marvel at how ten graveguard could could chop through my opponent's army um not realizing the fact that um uh van hells doesn't last until my next hero phase so i was piling in and attacking sometimes for three combat phases um, i've got the the wording on legions and numeral here as well uh, okay. you were half right liam it's wounds but if the unit has a wounds characteristic of one, it's return one slain model to the unit. So the way that it worked ah, with right. direwolves was that you can't return direwolves yeah. to the unit. You can only heal a damaged direwolf. Right. Yeah, that was uh, a great great guy. And then if there's wound one models, you can return them with the legions innumerable. But yeah. And then he'll get he'll get the um the grave sites. The grave sites plus the the, the re-roll yeah and he gets to re-roll it doesn't he and he can do it anywhere on the board from the anywhere on the board they do come back but yeah what i mean is and even I if they die there's a lot of stuff in the unit in the army and uh, the game right now that can just one shot a unit of 30 just take them off the board quite like jp's always saying what you want. the age of i know but not when you've only got one spare command point yeah I suppose. But you can only bring back one unit before he needs to start giving up Spending the command point for Nagash's command ability. Yeah. That's where Nagash got a bit weaker because I think when me and you were playing Nagash, we used to try and go for like eighteen, ninety, or nineteen hundred points, didn't we? So for people, no, I was always just took one. You nineteen fifty. I was, so I was people, nineteen thirty forty. Yeah, I think I was nineteen with my Nagash and Nefrata list because for those that don't know, the the command ability is um, battle shock reroll. Yeah, you're immune to battle shock, and you re-roll once to hit and save. Is it hit and save? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But again, he does have so one of the units of uh, guys. If you have no ren, they are going to have a four up because they've got four crypt up, shields. Yeah. So four up reroll on ones is just 
great because I, I don't see much people getting through that much graveguard for no it's quite because if you kill if you kill one I'm assuming if you kill one one unit is going to be like 30 wide almost like as a shield yeah. then the second unit is just going to be sitting behind it sort of thing if it you think about the down power, the sort of power uh, armies out there right now like I, you've got to think that a keeper could get through a unit or a couple of keepers like what like a sort of slanesh I mean, army is there any through. keepers there well, that's that's the thing, and in, in the meta that we see there, I think the list's going to do quite good. Um, but I think the reason we've not been seeing as much of Nagash is because the the stuff doesn't hold up quite as well against a lot of the the new stuff. Like they were the kind of defensive army, like Grimgasts, they were like grind, would, yeah. would they hold were like around. Grind, yeah. uh, Again, they, they also lost really their mortality grind, glass, which was quite big. Yeah, I mean, like With other than you, everyone else played that. Everyone else played it. Uh... But no, that's a cool list. And uh, it's cool to see Nagash taken again. Um, I hope that we see a couple of them at the LGT this weekend. Is it this weekend or next weekend that you guys go? This weekend. Well, London GT is this weekend. And you guys go the week after. The week after, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Be cool to see how, like, uh, I think there's a couple of people taking Nagash to LGT. Is it Storm of the Shire this weekend as well? Is that the other one? I don't know. Well, there's something on anyway. I saw Steve Curtis saying he wants his bats to scream at plastic miniatures or something. So any other picks? Come on, Nathan. There's some good ones in there. There's some there's some gold. The dark list. It's definitely not I yours. Think, yeah, we should have Liam talk about that though. He'll be able to do it more justice than me. But the dark list uh, from Chris looks good. I get, I love how Chris doesn't put a second name just because obviously he's smart and knows we won't say it right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's quite nice. It's a Temple Kilbron, given the army, uh, the start of the hero phase, uh, if you're within, I think it's 14 of the general, and not within three of the enemy, you can be picked up and redeployed anywhere nine inches away. Can't move in your next movement as normal. Uh, and you're minus one to all missile weapon attacks to be hit. Uh, Marathi with Mind Razor, uh, perfect combo. Slaughter Queen as general, again. He has the doppelganger cloak on it, which I'm just again I don't see why, but again he's maybe got a combo that I've just not seen uh, with it. And then you've got Martyr Sacrifices its prayer, which is when you die on a five plus, a mortal wound goes back at the unit that killed you. Uh, Hag Queen is with Iron Circle, it lets her reroll ones on her prayers. Cactus of Murder is when you roll a 6 to hit in combat, you explode your attacks. He's got a Knight of Canter for just that protection of a big spell, like I'm guessing an Agash level uh, spell portal or anything like that. 30 Witch Elves with paired knives, uh, just a blending unit, 40 attacks if they're within 7 of a friendly hero. Uh, 2 units <laughs> of 10, Sisters of Slaughter. With whips and knives, and then two units of five heart renders, and then the slaughter troop formation, which I've been running. Stuart, did uh, you just piss into your bedpan? <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah. No, I was and applying some Void... new painkillers to my glass. The ether void pendulum. Uh, pendulum, I'm assuming, to use with Marathi, where you throw up the board with the Kilbron ability. She throws out the pendulum, she then transforms, so she's got like a 7-inch charge, and then you go for it. Uh, 
Not sure. I I prefer bucklers myself on my units, uh, at least one unit, just for as a a grindy unit. But again, I don't know if I've not played Kilbron yet, so I don't know if it's maybe not necessary in Kilbron. You want to be a bit more aggressive. It's uh, one unit of thirty in favor of the Encanter and Pendulum that I thought was yeah. really interesting. I you need the bodies. Like the biggest thing with Doc, they don't heal. Which is obviously now being noticed more since like every army you play against either can regenerate itself or heal or summon on more. Uh, that's kind of, I I obviously again like I says I've had the encounter idea as well, but I just find like you say dropping. He obviously he's dropped putting the pendulum as well, uh, but it's what you would do normally is then. Uh, so you drop the pendulum, which gives you fifty, which puts you. 1940, and then you would drop. I just don't know where his points have went, really. But then you would, you're able to still get another unit of 220 from what I was able to do with the. But again, I would drop the encounter because if you, I just want the second wizard, I would rather just take the sorceress uh, for the second wizard. But again, if you're not in realms, do you really need the second wizard? That's what I find. What do you think of units of 20? Two units of twenty, as opposed to the one unit of thirty, could that? Yeah, sixty points is uh, drop your pendulum. Yeah, drop the pendulum, and you that could would give you sixty points. But I don't know. Um, it's, I, I, I just thought it was to... interesting. I like the, the encounter the was, was uh, the way Jack Armstrong done it, wasn't it? Like he won two events yeah. with Doc back to back. That's with... when they were also half the points that they. Are. So again, his yeah, you was could get a bit more. Time. Yeah, his witch elves was two seventy. But he obviously made the conscious there. decision for the encounter, whereas everybody else was taken. I like it. I just like the auto unbind. I think that yeah, you can really same. throw a lot of people off. Um, again, uh, can they? They can't take wanderers as an ally. Again, you would just take the spellweaver, and yeah, if you could, if you could, yeah. Like it's sad. Definitely like I definitely like the list. Like I said, the other way you can do it to save yourself some points is dropping the Slaughter Queen to foot and then putting the Hag Queen on the cauldron, uh, which then gives you the that gives you uh, thirty points, I think, uh, twenty points, because obviously of, the Hag Queen on cauldrons is three hundred, the Slaughter Queen on foot is a hundred. Out of all the lists, there, I think it's the strongest. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it's, def- it's it. definitely going to be a contender. Uh, well, should we say, just... we've, we've not said that, that can I start, there's there's 26 lists here. Um, and if you break it down, there's 10 order, 5 chaos, 7 death, 4 destruction. Um, lots of stormcast, 5 of them. I noticed that. There's a lot of stormcast and a lot of death. A couple of KO, yeah, yeah there's uh, death, 2 night haunt. Two feck, one grand host, one legion of grief, one legion of night. So a good mix. There's an illegal legion of night there, isn't there? I believe so. I'm not having it. <laughs> it's just all you fucking nitpickers. <laughs> People have got nothing better to do with the time than go bloody loop. Like, all I'm finding. doing is rapping ass for 18 hours a day and scanning Twitter. <laughs> so I'm going to see all this stuff. It's all bollocks. People need to just move along and ignore it well is this the no we're not going that we're not going that (laughs) no it is legal it is legal people are just being silly 
Anyway, because when it becomes a legion army, this war scroll and all units gain the legion unit. If you were soul blight, you couldn't take it. But you're not soul blight. It's just no, the right. legion armies that are allowed. I'm thoroughly confused. Don't worry about it. We're moving on. Come on, let's focus on these lists. I'm loving the Scandinavian meta. I've been looking I like... at some of these, and they bring smiles to my faces. I'd like to play in this meta. I like I like Raven K Lies list. Oh, oh you bugger! I was going to choose that one. Oh man, uh, it's a Nurgle army. I love Nurgle. He has the Glotkin uh, with Plague Scroll. Uh, Lord of Blights is his general with bloated with corruption. Artifact is Subuculus Stench Plate. Don't know what that does, but okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Lord of Plagues, Rustfang, yeah. great item. You got the book. No, just PDF it like everyone else. Well, when I say book, when I say book, I mean. Electronic book. <laughs> it's an e-book. It's an e-book. Uh, <laughs> got electronic book. Got Rot's tomb. Three units of ten Blight Kings in the Blight System formation. That's going to be amazing. Just ten Blight Kings coming on our board edge with Got Rot. I would have preferred oh, I just, it to 25 and 5. I'd have preferred it to be 25 and 5. 20 yeah. coming on with Got Rot. <laughs> yeah. That just right, it doesn't fit on with him. Doesn't it? Oh. No, because <laughs> everything has to be within range of him. And oh, then... Within the board edge, if I remember rightly, is not all within six. It's something like that. It's it's. Uh, so long since I've used it, but um, I'll maybe tell you seven. What, I'll, you know, I'll look because... at my electronic book, shall I? So that, yes. I'll. Like so instead of setting book. up, so instead of setting up, got Rob spewing the battlefield, you can place them to one side with one unit of Blight Kings to one side, and say they are aboard his flagship. If you do so at the end of the first moon phase, set up a got Rob spew in the unit of Pooja Blight Kings within six inches of each other. Wholly within six of the board edge, I'm more than nine from enemy. Actually, so no, I, I think know, it so you used to be it. worded. It used to be worded that you couldn't fit it because it used to have to like circle him. That's what used to happen, I think, with his old chaos book level. You used to have to circle him. But this can be three drop then. Well, yeah, three drop because you can put a unit of Blight Kings with Gut Rot. You've got the two others in there with Lord of Plagues. One, two, sorry, Lord of Blights. Oh no, it'll be still be four, won't it? One, two. Three, yeah. four, yeah, so yeah, four drops. Sorry, I thought I thought I got down to three there, but no. So yeah, four drops cool. is competitive. It's a cool, cool list. That's one I picked as well, actually. So succubus stench plate. It just needs it just needs uh, cogs. Cogs would have, I think, knocked it up because if you got cogs off, that's what a six inch charge. I think turn one because they get plus one to charge, don't they? Blight kings. Or is it plus one the banner? I think it's plus one. No, the banner gives the plus one the battle shot, doesn't it? Plus one battle shot. It's, it's the piper gives you something to plus one to run in charge. I think it is. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be like a six in charge. Where are you all? Oh, I messed the list. No, it's all right. We're going to carry on. Don't worry. Oh, Tell us about this. Tell us about this artifact, Scott. I'll just scroll past it again. Oh man. We're <laughs> amateurs. Let, let me let me scroll back in my electronic book. Ebook. <laughs> Get with the kids. Right then. So where are we? It's an yes. ebook. Artifacts of what did I hear today? Sorry, uh, I heard that influence, <laughs> it's influence or something is you can actually have that as a career. You're an influencer, yeah. Oh, that's all these Instagram wenches yeah. are all about, isn't it? So, anyway, they end up finding themselves in a bin pack. Oh, it's not succubus in a canal. That's a <laughs> anyway, sorry, what is that how do? you hurt your ankle? Yeah. yeah, I was trying to push some influencer into a bin bag. <laughs> Throw them in the canal. So there was nope. someone that tried to apply in the job that I work at, and they put that as down as one of their career things. So then we googled him, and he only has 110 followers. How can you be an influencer with 110 followers? 
Well, <laughs> it might be really avid followers, 110 avid followers. Anyway, tell us about this damn plate or whatever it is. <laughs> right, so, Sublicus's stench plate, not Sublicus. Spell it. units, uh, S-U-B-L-U-C-U-S. How do you say it in Scandinavian terms? <laughs> I'll get Google Translate out. Uh, <laughs> enemy units that are within three inches of the bearer at the end of their movement phase suffer D3 mortal wounds. Uh, and the other one, what's the other thing that's on the list? Plus uh, fine is if you're in three inches of it in the combat phase, you're the start of the combat phase, saying you're minus one armor for the rest of the game. They can't stack. It's really good. The bloated with... Uh, Corruption. Shame it's on a slow hero for that's my probably my only thing. Blood with corruption. Roll dice each time you allocate a wound to your general in the combat phase. On a four plus, the attacking unit suffers one mortal wound. So there we go. Not 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 tremendous, but not too bad. Lockin's still pretty good. I like Lockin. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some um some lessons as well, some language lessons, Scott. I'll teach you a few things lessons. in the plane that you can tell to some of these. Oh, it's a lesson. <laughs> it's a language lesson. So I'm going to give you some language lessons, <laughs> so that we can uh, so you can make friends while you're playing good. against them. Yes, good. I trust you. Yeah. I trust you implicitly. <laughs> you should trust me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so that's 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 a good one. Uh, there's a couple of uh, Nurgle ones in there, isn't there? There's a um, second one. Yeah. You go back to yours, Nathan. Oh no, actually, no. I'm going to go for one because I've got a few I wanted to mention. So I'm going to give a special shout out to Leonard Christofferson. Um, with his KO, because it is so close to being the KO list that I'm I'm oh, building. Uh, I did see yeah. the little the little balloons. I did see the. Uh, I did so, see the I'm in there. building or stopped building. Uh, well, no, no, it's 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 uh, the it's still a verb. Um, I am still doing. Uh, so he's got a chemist. I've got one of them. Um, he's got. Three tens of Arcanauts. I've a navigator got... as well. You yeah, it. I've not got a navigator. But he's got three tens of Arcanauts. I've got 140, but uh, it's good. It's good what he's got. He's gone for 15 Thunderers, which is uh, the real man's choice. I've only got five. <laughs> then he's got nine Sky Wardens and three. I've only got three. Um, but it all comes together when you see that he's got the Frigate and three Gun Haulers. So he's got the Escort Wing. But he's, he's going with like a nine and a three of wardens, and then he's got fifteen thunderers, which is it's just like it's brilliant. As I mean, many as you can fend a frigate, it's just great. So I mean, th- this is and it's Barak Mornar as well, which is the same as me, and he's got the same footnote of the no trading with some people. The differences, the differences I've got. That's is the I've only got... trade. That's the only one that exists. <laughs> I've never uh, seen anyone use anything else. The difference with mine is instead of a navigator, I've got um, uh, Knight of Zeros and the um, Knight Vexler. Um, and I've got fewer Wardens but and 40 Arcanauts. But, I mean, it's just the way it works is uh, is very similar, I suppose. Um, and to somebody who wants to take grunt gun haulers... Um, I'm hoping that he's, he's over the age that he's allowed to drink because I'm going to buy him pints <laughs> because he's he's taken a Grunstock es- um, escort wing and everybody who's there should buy him a pint. It should be mandatory. So there you go. There's my first one. Um, I think it'll be a lot of fun to play. And it's not like one of those lists like mine is where it's not going to be fun to play against either. I think, uh, I think his is going to be good. So... I'd let him shoot me off. 
I'd let him. And and if his gun haulers managed to to shoot off my general, I'd think it was brilliant. So uh, anyway, congratulations to him for having one of the finest lists there. Anyway, Nathan, back to you, sir. Yeah, well, I'm going to change tone then and uh, teach them some Scottish. Uh, this guy's a walloper. Um, <laughs> what's uh, Luca? Oh, Luca! Luca's, Luca is the beast, isn't he? He's he's gone top tier, aren't he? Yep. He's yeah, uh, scrolling. <laughs> he thinks he's going to LGT and not King in the North. Yeah. He's got the the Rinfather on Magmadroth as his general. Uh, Runemaster, Orc Rune Smiter, Battlesmith, a Grimrath Berserker, which is the only redeeming factor about the list. Uh, 30 Hearthguard Berserkers with Broad Axes, 10 Volkites, 10 Volkites, Lords of the Lodge, Flame Spitter, and Firewall. That's the kind of endless prayer things. That is an uh, absolute beast of a list. I've not added it up to see if it adds up right, but it says here the total is 1920. And only one extra command point, which seems strange, seeing as he would get one from Lords of the Lodge, and then he would have enough to buy one. Maybe he's yeah, just maybe going he's, hard he's, for the. Maybe he's forgotten it. Or he could be going hard yeah. for the. Uh, what do you call it? Sports Triumphs. No. Sports votes with fire slayers. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, I think that's a contender. That list. It's going to yeah. be hard to shift that, isn't it? I think the dock list can play into it, but. Other than that, yeah, it's, it's a hard one. What are the missions? Do you know what the missions are? are they yeah, gone? yeah, yeah. We've got yeah. them. We've got them. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Okay, we were going to go over the pack in a minute, but I'll give you some a bit of an inkling because it might shape what you're saying. So, game one, total conquest. Game two, shifting objectives. Game three, scorched earth. God, I hate that one. Uh, game four, blood and glory, and game five is focal points. So, I don't yeah. know. Maybe it's going to be a hard run for the Fire Slayers. Then, correct me if I'm wrong, Liam. But if you were playing Fire Slayers, you wouldn't want shifting objectives or scorched earth, would you? Shift objectives is okay. You is it play not for two? Is it not quite wide though? Like, what if what you I mean still is, play for two with the thirty? You still play them two two for two for the thirty. You How just have to chuck something. Are they, the eighteen or twenty four apart. Uh, one center and then one's in six from the side, so it's twenty four. Isn't it? Yeah, it's quite. Oh, it's, it's the 2019 one, so yeah. it'll be playing long ways, won't it? Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's a long distance to. So again, that. ten Volkites can still hold an objective for long enough. You put ten on one side, the rest of your army kind on the other. And yeah, the I suppose. Big block of thirty against where it wants to. Hmm? There's a lot of stuff in there that could just take off the unit of ten Volkites. The yeah, the uh, you, you say so, but they still are quite hard to shift for a lot of armies. Yeah, I remember charging a unit of nine eels into them and thought, I'll just pile two or three in and yeah. they killed like four Volkites. <laughs> then they stuck around, they didn't flee or anything. They they are tanky. But um, no, it's definitely a good one, but I, he's got the rune smiter there, so he's got the option to deploy a unit underground, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So he can get I would, stuff up the I tape. would just do it with the 30. I keep seeing people yeah. deploy. I would just do it with the 30. Because then you at least can... All right, you're not buffing it, but they're still defensively strong. They're still going to have the minus one to be wounded. You're just not getting the run in charge or the plus one, the reroll wounds on them. But he's gone 70, 80 points deep into a triumph anyway, so he's going to have a chance of getting that. You probably don't want to use the rune smiter to 
get a charge off. You probably just want it to get that unit deployed in the middle of That's the table. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you want to deploy it in the middle of the table and then... Because yeah. cause there's no limitation on how close you have to be to the rune smiter. As long as your opponent can't fill the board, you could easily like spread that unit as big as you wanted, like a massive... Because again, the movement phase, you could move all your heroes and then just move this massive block of 30 into like a massive 24 uh, inch circle. Five or six drops this list because he's got an extra hero, doesn't he? That's five, not the formation. Is he five? Because I'm not sure about the Berserker. So Berserker's you know, not, and neither is one of the others. The, the Volkites aren't in the formation either. So it's five, six. Five there's another six. list. There's another KO list that has got as allies a Rune Smiter and 10 Hearthguard Berserkers. So can they do the same thing then? Can he tunnel them about if they're an yeah, ally? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, well, the only tunneled ones. Yeah. And that guy's got 20 Thunderers. He's, look at him, he's a legend. He's got 20 Thunderers. An ironclad. Six and a three Thunderers Avengers. Thunderers aren't makers. legendary. They're really difficult to deal with. They Again, for, when they get an update... When you charge them, they can retreat from you. Yeah. Nothing. They can ask their combat charge first. And then retreat, can't they? So they can like slingshot around a unit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, everyone forgets that. Ah, if you only had one activation, you could just move them and then run them, sort of thing. Uh, I think they're, I think they're hard to deal with. Again, if the look at as the way the Firestarters book looks, with being two wins everything, I assume Thunderers will go the same way uh, in the next book, which will be even worse. It's one hundred and sixteen wins in a KO list. Although the other one's 123 wins, but he's got four ships, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got the... the... gun haulers. Yeah, they've got 11 each, I think. Mm. Oh, there's some brilliant lists. So, have you got any other other top-tier ones or really competitive, strong ones, you two, that you want to talk about? Nah, or should we, should we look at some of these nice-themed ones? Yeah, go to the nice-themed boring ones. They're not boring. This is what it's all about. This is hobby. <laughs> so before you go, Scott, I'm, I'm going to mention uh, Lars Evenson or Evanson. Uh, he's got Beasts of Thunder. I mean, it just sounds like a, a rock ballad from the, the 1980s. So he's got a Huskard on Stoneard, a Stone on times two. Well, it is, the, got, fro- it is the Frost Lords it uh, is. club, so someone had to take oh, fucking Beast Club. brilliant. And he's got two sixes of Mornfang with Gargant Hackers. And then he's got he's got another Stonehorn Beast Riders with, for the Earl Bad. And then he's got just two Frost Sabers. Just like, just rocking around on their own. So that that's brilliant. That's like three Stonehorns and two sixes of Mornfang and two Frost Sabers. But that's another one I like the look of. What, what's what's uh, caught your fancy, Scott? What do you want to play against? Oh, uh, well, um, the, the theme of this army is the one that I thought about taking but never got my arsing gear to actually do. So this is Nial or Nial, I don't know how you say it, Nial, that'll do. Uh, Iron Jaws from Shaish. So he's got uh, two war chanters, one is the Golden Tooth, which is Battleshock Immunity, I think, isn't it, within 12 or something? Yeah. Uh, Weird Knob Shaman with Ragged Cloak and Hand of Gork. Mega Boss on Maw Crusher, Iron Clad, uh, Chopper and Rip Tooth Fist, Ethereal Amulet, so pretty standard stuff there. 20 Yard Boys, Big Choppers, 20 Yard Boys, 
pairs of choppers or smashes, five brutes with brute choppers, and three grunters, three grunters, uh, iron fist and iron sun. So this is almost identical to the rest of the list I wrote, uh, albeit I hadn't chosen the items, but in terms of units and stuff like that, I think I had 30 yard boys and two fives of brutes and then two grunters, the same as that. So it was a very, very similar. So that's cool to see. Um, I think it looks pretty nasty. You can do one drop. It's iron, uh, a lot iron fist as usual for movement stuff, but the iron suns looks pretty fun. I quite like that. That's that's the one I I went for the big mega formation where you get you get to soup up your uh, um your uh, your general the mega boss on more crusher Dak bad grot kicker. Nice. So he gets he he counts as having slain D three enemy heroes when the battle starts. So that that soups up his attacks and his. Uh, yeah, I love that improvement to the rule because it used to just be one that it yeah. counted as being slain does it give him the full rule so if he rolls a three does it increase his wounds by three as well or is it yeah, just the it attacks? It's, yeah, it's wounds and attacks attack. so it, 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 it's it, awesome it, 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 it directs you to the war scroll just as he counts as having slain d3 heroes so that's cool um so that's pretty that's cool good. um and it gets you uh, on a two plus it's minus one to hit you in the first battle round as well so it can, can be it used to be a three plus Was and it? i used to still take it yeah the iron suns uh. Interesting. No, it looks cool. I, I, I wouldn't mind playing against it. Uh, it's the one I almost got my, got my arson gear to, but didn't got nowhere near the, that. In the do end, you know so. who you have round one, or is it? No, no. Just oh. Draw it on the Friday night. Yeah, okay. I asked, while we're all asked going on Twitter, um, you can all but guarantee it's somebody with a funny name, though. <laughs> I, uh, Scott, it'll be. I'll be playing Scott. <laughs> <laughs> we'll play each other on the bottom table on game five. God. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a couple of good ones there. Um, there's a couple of obviously. Um, Wait, saying I've got high hopes for Scott winning this event. You know what I mean? The one event he'll win or do well in, and it doesn't even count more scores for yeah. Doesn't even count. Scott's time. You are practice game next week, Scott. What do you mean? What do you mean? Doesn't, ship shape. What do you mean? Doesn't count. I control the spreadsheet. Of course, it counts. <laughs> it's well, north of Leeds. I'll slide it in there. Don't worry. <laughs> there's a there's a couple of. Um, Obviously, unbalanced people who are taking a fake Mortark. Um, so, a little uh, snide shout out to Rune and also to Ollie, who I have to say um, has got a little bit of a, of a fun list in his own. He's got the Shra- Knight of Shrouds on Steed as his general with Ruler of Spirit Hosts. He's got the Mortark of Grief, um, uh, Lady Alinda. Uh, Guardian of Souls with Nightmare Lantern with Spectral Tether, uh, Spirit Torment. Then he's got uh, Spirit Hosts times six, times six, times six, times three, and ten hex rates, and a Mongol. That's just a brilliant list as well. I just think that playing with that would be, it'd be good fun. Um, that's that's the sort of list I'd like to play after a couple of pints, and uh, just push them around, and and so there you go. I love Spirit Hosts. Um, Ollie after my favourite Norwegian so he had to get a mention so there you go so who else have we got there, is there any other little ones, there's so many good lists in there um, I think it's a, so, a great set. The main thing is and that we said there was five chaos uh, none of them are Slanesh or Skaven Good. <laughs> that's the main thing, there's three core and two Nurgle yeah, they're obviously so uh... too honourable yeah. Uh, north of the Arctic to circle to take that shit. They all die, <laughs> die cold before they get there. 
Or maybe it's like they can't pronounce those words in their dialect. No. Everybody can say cunt or, pl- or skill monk. So, skill monk. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that. I think, I think that it says a lot about them. I think that people are going there to have some fun. It's because we're coming, you see, they thought, oh, we'll, we'll be nice. Yeah, we'll be nice. There's a guy with four terrorgeists. There is. Have you seen that one? Army for that weekend, I, Scott, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh, sorry, let's take the wrong box with me. <laughs> yeah. Bet they'd like all this, well. They seem I like a good last. Last. They I've are a good single game. Yeah. He wouldn't know how to play it, though. <laughs> but, no, that one's interesting with the, um, that's Sebastian Antonsen with his abhorrent art region. Um, He's got a ghoul king, a burnt ghoul king, so a three ghoul king and terrorgeist, and then three three royal terrorgeists yeah. and the menagerie with the chalice and the palisade. I mean, that's just gonna. That's another one where you can have a few pints and you can oh, just yeah, push fun. your big model around and and uh, is that similar to what Grant took? I think so because his similar zombie... to what Ian took. Yeah, I think Grant hasn't got any zombie dragons. I think it's just Terrorgeist he uses. So it's probably oh, that's very all. Simple. He's got Terrorgeist there. All four. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah so that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think it might be very similar to what he took to. Similar to what Ben Johnson took when he won or he podiumed at um... Sheffield. Sheffield, yeah. yeah. Double Arch Regent he had, I think. Ah, yeah. When it was cheap. The points was, were different then, yeah. before yeah. people knew how to play it. Yeah. So. Yeah, that'd be oh, cool. Oh, there's another. Look at that. I'll just keep going through them. There's one there called Secret Cow Level. Secret Lanes, who's uh, that must be? Is that Frost Lord Lanes? Uh, uh, do we think? Yeah, he's, he's gone with Corn, um, and he's got a Doom Bull as his general, a Doom Bull of Corn, and a Blood Secretor slot, two slaughter priests, oh, thirty Vestigors, six Bulgors, six Bulgors, Reavers, 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 a Gorgon of Corn. Oh man, Commentary on the on the Doom Bill, Hugh the Four. It sounds awesome. I don't know what it does, but it sounds yeah, amazing. I don't either. <laughs> I, and there is a book over there, but I, I'm not hopping over to it with my headphones uh, on. I can check my electronic book if you like. Oh, your ebook. You've got a fine library of ebooks there, Scott. <laughs> your fingertips. Yeah, I can't be bothered. Uh, no, no. Well, I, I'd rather find out well, as as he use me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'd like what? him to hew my general <laughs> with it. <laughs> Yeah, there's three cornless there, so a reasonable chance we'll get one. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. I can't wait to go. So, do you want to quickly talk through the pack, Scott? Because there's some interesting secondaries. Um, oh, maybe while so... you're still there, Nathan, it might be interesting to hear your thoughts on some of this. Yeah, hold on, let's open it up. Do, 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 do. I've got it here somewhere. Event Hi, packs. Yeah. You got it open. Uh, yeah. Hold on, I've got it here somewhere. I'll I'll read the venue bit out while you find it. The yeah, event will be held at Tromso Motorcycle Club. And then it's something I can't pronounce. It's a one-minute drive from the airport and ten minutes from the city. So there you go. There is a barman at all times where you can buy beer, drinks, and soda, as well as hot dogs and waffles. I mean, hot dogs yes. and waffles. How cool is that? I can't wait. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat loads of unhealthy stuff. Look, if you come on Friday, as you should, we will be open. Uh, we will open the venue at five and have a barbecue. The bar will open and tables ready for pickup games, or Amor Underworlds, other board games, or just drinking beer and eating meat. Dick. It's just like heaven. It's perfect. I've just. It just sounds like it's going to be like a hostel situation where you go there and you get gang raped. It sounds like, too good, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Here's some meat for you. 
It's good how they've got Ouija accents there. Uh, your own craft. <laughs> Wash that down with some beer. <laughs> oh, it looks good anyway. There's like a quiz and a pizza dinner. Uh, uh, it looks brilliant. Uh, God knows. I, I hope the quiz is in English. Oh, we're proper fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we better, even if it's in Norwegian, as long as it's multiple choice, we're in with a shout. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that. Just guess. <laughs> yeah. We'll just put Marathi for every answer. Anyway, go on. Do you want to go through the... So we've already mentioned what the, the games are. Yeah, uh, okay. In terms of... Um, the, they were pre-drawn, um, but basically um, uh, cabin baggage sizes dictated what we could take anyway, didn't it? Yeah. I didn't pick my army based upon this list. In fact, I think that's probably the first time I've looked at them. Yeah, I mean, same with me, so that's fine. Uh, tournament rules, so some pretty standard stuff here. Only full rounds in which both players have taken a turn will be used for scoring. If necessary, games can be extended slightly, blah, blah, blah. So that's quite good. Uh, artifacts of the realms are allowed. Uh, it must be on your list, blah, blah. Our usual standard stuff. Uh, endless spells are allowed. Spells of the realms, line sorcery, will not be used. Realms of battle will not be used. Uh, battlefields will be set up by the TO. Uh, faction train standard stuff, blah blah blah. Trees may be moved. Okay, so that's that's kind of usual usual standard fare. Um, scoring, uh, each game is scored a point score which will be used. Blah blah blah. Okay, so major victory twenty, minor victory twelve, draw slash minor loss. So they're the same seven, and major loss zero. Uh, but it's got another column next to it: maximum points possible. So you can. Increase your major victory from 20 to 25, and all the others can be increased up to 20 points. And that's done with secondaries, of which there's a plethora. Uh, and they're not the GW secondaries, they've got their own table here of uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 secondaries, which you can use. In... Have you seen that Time Lord one, Scott? You're, you're, <laughs> you're fuck me! <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I love how he was reading it out, going, oh, they'll extend to give you a little bit extra time. That's good, isn't it? <laughs> hey, hey, let's not open that can. We'll come on to that later, shall we? You can take the, Scot- uh, yeah. the Scottish meta, but you can't make him play fucking fast. Uh, dear me. Okay, so, secondary objectives. You can score points by accomplishing any of the following bonus objectives up to the maximum listed above. So, you can top up your score, basically, with lots of secondaries. Assassinate, kill the enemy general, that's worth two points. Slayer of men, kill more battle line units than your opponent. Only units on the army list count towards this secondary, <clears throat> that's worth two. Slayer of kings, kill more heroes than your opponent. Only units on the army list count towards this secondary, so then kind of equivalent. First blood, one point, be the first player to destroy an enemy unit during the game. That's kind of 40k-esque, isn't it? Um, Lone survivor, two points, end the game with only a single hero alive and on the board. So that's one you kind of develop as the game goes, I guess. You can't kind of play for that at the start very well. Linebreaker, three points. Move a unit completely off your opponent's board edge in the movement phase. The unit is recovered from play, but is not considered... Sorry, is removed from play, but is not considered to be slain. The scoring unit must have been deployed on the table and cannot at any point have been removed and set up again. So that's worth three points. That's the most expensive... Sorry, the most uh, sort of rewarding one. Three points. Time Lord. Yeah, we've been through that one. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no, no, Moving on. on. 
Moving on. Uh, finish two points. all five. Get two points. <laughs> finish all yeah. five rounds. Uh, not, a, not a problem. Not a problem. Um, in command, two points. End the game with your general alive. Uh, control the quarter. One point. Score one point per quarter. So actually, that's worth the most, isn't it? Uh, of a battlefield under your control. You control quarters on which you have one or more units, and your opponent has none. A unit can only count towards you controlling table your opponent. You get four extra, basically, if you cover in the board. Yeah, it sounds like but it. But you can only cap at 20 points if you've not got a major and 25 if you've got a major. But it's really good because it, it can keep things tight, can't it, at the top? Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll close things up a bit, won't it? So Yeah. It will do, especially if you assume that by winning your games, you'll play against a tougher opponent as opposed to losing your games. So you, you potentially have a better chance of getting more secondaries to catch up if you lose your earlier games than you do if you're winning your games to be able to get the secondaries for the extra five points. Yeah. I mean, if you lose, think about it, if you lose a, if you lose a major loss, um, but it's within 150 minutes, then you, you're going to get two points instead of zero, so there you go. You're going to get a minimum of uh, two points if you're tabled efficiently. Yeah. Table me quickly. Table me quickly. That's oh, it. You, just, you just make oh, them go quick, points. don't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you kill something quickly, you get another first blood point. There you go. So you can get. It'd be interesting game. to see the score sheet after it, but honestly, reckon that there'll be very few zero point. Uh, I've, I've got a question, games. and and I'm gonna. I'm sure that um, the TOs are gonna answer me this. So I've got a really fast unit of Black Knights. If I charge them up the board and off the board edge, turn one. Can I resummon them, or have I just knackered myself and lost my unit? I'm assuming that I'll have lost it. Does it no, say it, they well, it says here the same. scoring unit? The scoring unit must have been deployed in table tick, yeah. and cannot at any point have been removed. Oh no, not have been removed and set up again. So, yeah, so once yeah, it's on, maybe. But if you've not, no, I, you I think no, because it's not dead, is it? No, Unless it, it says it counts as slain. Oh, no, it's not, if it's not counted as slain, then you're not giving them the kill points for it no, either. You can't resummon yeah, it, yeah. can you? It's, so it's no, not that's... considered slain, there you go. So if you run something off first turn, like my vampire lord on zombie dra- pinions him turn one, <laughs> run him off the map for <laughs> the table for three points. <laughs> <laughs> Throw 400 points off the table for three points. Like that, that'll teach you. <laughs> Just shake his hand. There you go, right? <laughs> Now table me fast. Three points five for that. Points. Finish five rounds. Two points for that. There you go. I'll take a five. Yeah. Sounds good. No, I, I think it's a brilliant <laughs> pack. I think it makes it narrative, and I think that we can see that in the lists. Uh, that'll be fun. Uh, so there's more stuff. Sportsmanship, best sportsman, decided by votes. Okay, so that's pretty standard. Painting, best painted army by votes. So very much like what we do. Lunch on Saturday, everyone will be asked to arrange their armies and vote for the three best painted armies in no particular order. The player with most votes will win Best Painted. Uh, painting Best Painted. What's this? Oh, you can bring a single model to enter the Best Painted competition. Again, Saturday lunchtime. So nice and early before everyone's too drunk. And that's pretty much it, yeah. yeah. Looks good. Looks good. Looks fun. Looks I, different. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad we're going. They seem a right friendly bunch anyway. We've had a couple of emails from them. And they've been messaging. Um, I'm trying to recharge my old iPod that's got my booking details of my flights because I, <laughs> I have no idea when I'm flying or when I get in or anything. And I found it, and uh, the battery's dead. So I'm, uh, I'm hoping to to work out what because I'm not on the same flights as you, am I? No, no, no. 
I think I get in a few hours before you. So the yeah. danger is that you rock up and I've already been in the bastard bar for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that bastard gone? <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see how that goes. So any thoughts on that pack, guys, who are not coming? Would you Would you find that fun? Do you think that lightens the mood? Yeah, sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good. And there's meat involved. And there's also um, ale and waffles. I mean, it's pretty good. I like how hot dogs and waffles are on offer. I think it's like uh, a regular sausage fest. Oh, you're you're just gonna love it, aren't you? I'm gonna <laughs> we're gonna end up with photographs of us blue waffles there, Nate. a moose. Christ, my foot's gone black. Shout out to all the guys there. <laughs> Honestly, guaranteed high five from me if somebody rapes you. Oh. <laughs> yeah. How are you going to guarantee that if you're yeah. like in Scotland? Yeah, are you going to fly over just to just to thank somebody for? Uh, I'm not going to fly over if if they're in Scotland, they can get. A, oh, right. they so can they get one of Steve's Empire high. biscuits from Common Ground Games if they rape oh. you. There we go. That's a bit. That's that's a low price. I'll buy you two if you don't. <laughs> <I'll melt that. laughs> It's an auction here going on here. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, there you go. I think it's good, and it looks. Oh, you've checked hot, the weather. Like... <laughs> it's uh, it's it's going to be wet and cold, so it's shorts and a coat. Is that is yeah. what's going to be we... wet and cold? What is? Are we still on the same conversation? No, no, no. Uh, the weather. Uh, I've moved on. Yeah, but no, I've never been that far north in my life, so I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's not far from the Arctic. I had a quick look at the map there. It's like, where, where exactly am I going? I should probably look at it here. But as they say, as they market it, it's in northernmost. It's in the Arctic Circle, isn't it? That must be pretty close, yeah. Yeah. I'd have liked to have had a little bit longer because there's a, there's a, a World Heritage site just a bit further around the coast at Atla um, that uh, I, I, uh, I know a couple of people who work there. And uh, oh. I've done a bit of a bit of uh, research into and studied, and and I've and I've sort of spoke to them through work, and I'd like to have had an extra day or two to go for a bit of a road trip, but I think uh, we're going to be pushing it. We don't get there till Thursday. Yeah. I don't fancy uh, going driving out into the wilds on a on the Friday, and maybe not getting back in time for five o'clock. So there you go. I'm looking forward to it anyway. I'm trying to stay away from Google and Street View and things because I don't really want to know what the place looks like till I get there. <laughs> but I'm imagining it's going to be good. So, yeah. Sounds like it's going to be an awesome event. Yeah, it looks I'm good. I'm excited to hear you guys going. Yeah, well, I'm I'm just going for the experience and the social more than uh, to be competitive in any way, as you can imagine. But, uh... Okay, well, here's another one. If you don't want to sexually assault Stu... Can somebody please handle his dice? And that's not a euphemism. Just <laughs> grab a bunch of his dice. Oh, God. Yeah. And uh, but... you'll make his weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll 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 thank them wholeheartedly for that. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, what's next? Uh, what about our? Review of Onslaught. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to talk about what happened with you, Liam? Happened to me. Yeah. How was your weekend? Like the the 
the event or when we sat for 50 minutes at the end waiting for oh, the event to finish? Well, well, oh, come on. Well, let, let's let's talk about the positives first. Okay. That was good. I had uh, five great games. Um, so I started off game one. This one is bad. This is when you can't remember people's names or what armies. So I played Sean, uh, Spider-Boy, uh, game one. This, the costumes were absolutely amazing uh, for those that obviously... Oh, you, need, you need to talk about this. You need to talk about yeah. this. Does everyone else want to talk about it at the end or after we've done this sort of thing? Do you want to do the Saturday games, Stu, and then we'll talk about the dress? Yeah, the dress yeah, yeah, we can do. Okay. So game one, I played against Sean McKegney. Uh He had his... Uh, Spider Fang Grots, uh, great army, and so we had a knife to the heart. Was game one. Uh, no realms were in effect in, or spells in this weekend, and it was a good game. Uh, Marathi went absolute mental. I uh, Marathi this whole weekend just went absolute bonkers. So in this game, she killed two loom bosses on Mangler Squigs. 20 spiders and then his little spider boss on her own. She just went bats. She went mental and just did all that. Pretty much on the entire game just went crazy. Uh, There's a close point at turn 2 to 3 where he won the priority but then failed the Hand of Gork spell off to able to obviously push to try and get a major uh, against me. And then we went to that was game one. Uh, I tabled him and I'd lost, I think, a unit of heart renders or two heart renders, and that was it. And then in game two, I met Alex uh, from Manchester, I believe. Is, he's oh, from Bella. yeah. Yeah. Against uh, the Skaven. Uh, loved the game as well. And so we. I was very lucky that there was a piece of scenery. I could, he had a unit six Giselle, so it was lovely. There was luckily a piece of scenery large enough to hide my small Marathi and Mahag from it to give him turn one. Uh, then actually not realizing, looking at his list, that so he's like, "Oh, do you know what my list is?" I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll go have a look at it." Looked at it, then didn't actually remember to turn three that he didn't actually have the warp lightning vortex in his army, uh, which obviously it wouldn't change my plans much, but. Uh, again, uh, Marathi went bonkers that game. He moved his unit of Plague Monks forward, Death Frenzy on them. He tried, he skitter leaped his uh, Vermin Lord Warp, no, as that was called, the Forge World one. He had Gur Strike on that, tried to jump that behind the side of my army, failed the charge, moved, so he moved his Bell and Plague Monks up, uh, and then put Fanquil up on. He had the two. Uh, no holes at the both literally identical side from halfway up each uh, flank. Uh, so I put Thankful like that. So I just walked my army away from Thankful uh, in that game because he's just silly when he gets his uh, warp fire going off. Uh, but Marathi went in turn one and killed 13 Plague Monks on her own. And then he had his turn after that and she took off. I think about 20 at that point which left him with like obviously just a small blob of 5 or 6 uh, and then that was kind of the focal points at that point was kind of game me I was able to charge um, and hit his clan rot wall that was protecting his Giselles so I hit them and killed them but on his turn he didn't 
check if I was in six inches uh, for my six inch pile with this, uh, the sisters. So then on his turn, he shot me, uh, but didn't kill, do enough damage. And then I just obviously walked into his unit and uh, took it off. And that was a good game. Close. Uh, well, uh, close in the middle and then uh, favoured my side uh, with a major. Uh, turn three to four. Then game three, I played uh, John Bayless in place of Arcane Power. Uh, a very unfavorable matchup for me. Slanesh is uh, in uh, place of Arcane Power. He has five heroes to my three, but he can also keep summoning heroes. And my heroes are quite utility pieces to my army to actually play out. Uh, there's just. I, couldn't kill his keepers fast enough on one flank. If I killed them a turn earlier, I would have. I think I could have pushed to uh, obviously still play for the mate the major, but able to just flank a hero in his own and his army is just so easy because he has like two heroes that uh, he has a vice leader that just doesn't do anything but go grab objectives for him, uh, and then he's a rapturist at the same turn one. So you got full three points turn one. Uh, I got one. Then I got the double turn. The double turn wasn't enough because I had to take Marathi off the objective that she claimed to then go fight and also try and kill his other keepers because I can't just leave them uh, flying about and doing what they want. And that was it. At the end, I lost that game on turn three when obviously worked out the maths that I couldn't catch up at that point because uh, he's obviously retreated. He's, Heroes off, but then because his uh, so his left flank, I had nothing, no support up at that end, and he had obviously just put a hero onto the objective and then was able to run his keeper off of it again from his summon. And that was it, mm. yeah. Well, my first day, um, well, I mean, I think it's fair to say I traveled down on the Friday and we had a a night out on the Friday night, um, <clears throat> and I I I hit the diarolite at whatever time it was in the morning. It wasn't too late. I think it was. I don't know. Well, I don't really remember. There was cocktails involved, and it was quite late. I think there was pubs. There was various pubs and this, that, and the other. And anyway, uh, <coughs> I had my diarolite. Got up the next morning, had a shower, felt good, went to play. And it was um it was taken hold, wasn't it, on Knife to the Heart, whichever one it was. Knife to Knife the, Heart, to the yeah. Heart. Um and I had uh, Mr. Harper. So I had Zinch, uh, game one. Um and it was very much um he castled on his objective with his keeper, all his characters. He wrapped them in Zangor. What a change. Uh, that's what I mean, yeah, you know what I mean? I'm crap. I always call it a keeper. You know what I mean, the the Skeksis guy. So he's there, and he's got the enlightened on discs in amongst the castle. He's got um, acolytes surrounding that bubble, and then basically what happened over the over the next couple of turns was that I'd put most of my stuff with a bit of a shield. My, my vampire lord, uh, my necromancer. No, my necromancer was in ambush. I put some um, my skellies and my vampire on my objective, and my knights and my white king on a flank um, on terrain in my territory, so they had a ridiculous save. 
he advanced with some acolytes, shot a few times, realised he wasn't going to hurt anything, and went back into the cage. Um, and he, he kind of, he just kept casting spells, summoning blue horrors, and bubbling the cage. Um, and it got to turn five. Um, I won the priority, uh, gave it. Um, I was too far back for him to, to possibly get into me. <coughs> so he just had to sit. Um, and then I brought on my Morgasts, my Necromancer, um, and I charged, I, I sent, I pinioned my Vampire Lord. I sent the Vampire Lord in, the Morgasts in, um, the Black Knights and the White King into a unit of ten Acolytes and clearly just deleted it. Um, and that was it. Minor victory to me. I scored 80 points. It wasn't, it was very tactical it was a standoff i was basically in the position where i was either going to get a draw um or a minor win because it became clear that nobody was going to go for it so if i'd have lost priority on the final turn i'm sure john had given me the turn at which case i'd have just backed off even further just to make sure um so it had been just a draw um but i didn't so i got the minor win um and that was that was game one. Uh, game two, uh, we had. You've just gone through what the, what the game was, haven't you? What was the game two? Focal points. Focal points. That was it. And I had um, I had JP. Um, so I was against Legion of Grief. Um, he'd also had a minor. Um, yeah, he won. Um, it's not much I can say about it really. It was a. Uh, my the big thing for me, and I don't normally bemoan dice rolls. I'm not that sort of person, but I I challenge anybody to roll as badly as my vampire lord on zombie dragon did for that game. I uh, I actually he had thirteen attacks, all in all, with his seven claws, his three bites, and his three um, lance. I went in. And I missed every single attack. I didn't even get to roll a wound once. The only wound I got to roll was his breath weapon. And two two turns in a row, he rolled the one. He was supposed to be wounded on twos. So he'd auto hit, he rolled ones, didn't do anything. He had a four inch charge to make one turn, failed it. And then the second turn when he actually got in combat, he missed everything. And in, in the end, it was comprehensive for JP. He got the major win. I did zero kill points. Um, he, 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 won, he won on uh, on basically the, the mission. I took my dice. I placed them in a naughty bag. I've sealed the bag. And for six months, they're going to stay in the bag. And after six months, I'm going to roll them. And if they're not all sixes, they're going back in the bag. And then I'm going to get them out again six months after that. Um, I went and bought some new dice, um, and they performed much better. So we went into game three, and I had um, Kev, uh, Kev's uh, take take rat variant. So he had the four vermin lords, um, loads of endless spells, and we were playing the three places. Um, now I had no right to win, but uh, and Kev won't mind me saying it. He forgot on his first turn to his movement phase, and we didn't realize until well into the second turn. So um, he hadn't claimed his objective 
or an objective on his turn one. Whereas I'd got two, I'd got the two satellite flanks. Um, the middle one was open, um, but I took, he, he had the four scary vermin lords and I rolled a big pinions. So I got the plus 10 to movement. So I thought, right, I'm going in. And I sent the, the vampire lord into the, well, whichever one of the vermin lords it was, I don't know, but I killed it. And I thought, well, that's good. They're down to three. So we can only really contest three. And then that bloody... How bent is that bloody corruptor with a sword of judgment? So it has ten attacks. Uh, fishing for the sixes for the d6 mortal wounds plus one, because d6 isn't enough. And then it doesn't just re-roll misses, because he only rolled one six out of his ten. And I thought, oh, that's all right. I can handle that. And then I'm going to drink my chalice and smash him up. But no, he goes, oh, no, I'm going to re-roll these nine. And then he proceeded to roll five sixes. So in the end, I think he did, um, well, I think he did 24 mortal wounds uh, against my vampire lord, which killed him. And then he, um, in the next turn, he went over and did 32 mortal wounds to my necromancer and cleared him off his objective. Um, but it got to the stage where I'd, castled my white king so thoroughly on one objective he scored it all six plus i had the the other objective for one turn and because um the model that he took my necromancer's objective with i managed to kill with the morgasts when they came in um he, he couldn't win um he had to take me off my objective at the top of turn five um and he he cast the purple sun and sent it at me, um, but I, I managed to, to bin it off. So um, I won on uh, the major. Uh, he he did way more um, uh, kill points than me, but as I say, uh, I think if he'd have gone on it on turn one though, it'd have been exposed. So he may not have held it for that long anyway, and he wouldn't have had so much offensive. But he obviously kicked himself afterwards because. Um, it forgot to make that move, and and ultimately it was telling because, uh, yeah, I think there was one point where if he'd have made a four-inch charge, um, he would have he would have got onto an objective and took it, uh, but he failed the charge, uh, and um, yeah, it would have been a draw if he'd have took that. Anyway, it didn't happen, so. I went in on a major win, a minor win, and a major loss. Um, and generous people had been giving me beers during the day. And then we went out, and I think um, I should know better at my age than to stay out till the hours that I did. And um, I wasn't, I wasn't anywhere near. Um, even good form on the Sunday. I felt pretty shocking. Um, and I'd already consumed the diarolite, so I was uh I was in a pretty bad way come Sunday morning. And um yeah, I I yeah, I struggled. I'll I'll go through me first just because I'm I'm here. <coughs> so Sunday morning I did get in on time. I wasn't late despite only having two and a half hours sleep. And, um, we got in at half past four or Oof. 25 to five or something um yeah it had got it had descending into all kinds of silly drinking and then we crashed some 
corporate party uh, <laughs> where I was talking a lot of shit to people about historic buildings and <sighs> ah, it worked. Anyway, we ended up um, I, that morning, I think there was coffee consumed. I don't know if I managed to eat in the morning, but I played first of all against the Stormcast list against Jamie um, and I got the major win. Um, I What were we playing? Liam? Liam's Star gone. Starstrike. Oh, okay. So, yeah, this one came um, and, yeah, it, it fell fairly favourably to me. Um, and the ambush did me well. I, I managed to shift a lot of sequiturs, but was careful not to kill them straight away. And then when I did kill them, he didn't roll the five plus. Um, but I think, I think, um, yeah, I, I don't remember a massive amount. I know that uh, Jamie was a, a, a good opponent and we had a, a good chat. Um, but I, I left things where they were and went for a power nap after that. Um, I managed to eat some pizza. And then the last game was bloody Scorched Earth. And I just didn't... Uh, I've never played any of these missions. so um, And I'd not picked up a, a, a dice and played a game since Six Nations. So it had been about three months, I think, since I'd played a game. So I was a bit out of practice. Drunk Stu hadn't written me a playbook, so I was left <laughs> high and dry. And then I find out, um, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but are they called the Anvils of the Heldenhammer? Are they yep. the yeah. the black yeah. Stormcast motherfuckers that are basically absolute beasts? I'll tell you, they, um, they were, I, I underestimated I made a, a silly mistake in my first charge. Um, I took the turn. I'd I'd covered all my objectives because I needed to score on him turn one. And I against? wanted. To, I was against um, David. Uh, David Alexander. Alexander. Yeah, okay. he's a good player. He knows his stuff. Um, I'd basically I'd I'd covered all four objectives, and I was going in for the turn two. I wa- I felt rough. I wanted it to be either a win or a loss quick. <laughs> so I thought, right, I'm going for this. Um, I charged, I brought the Morgas on turn one. I went into the very corner of his sequiturs. And then my big mistake was I charged my vampire lord into the middle of the sequiturs instead of the other end, uh, instead of just tapping the end and not bringing the Morgasts anyway. Um, he survived. I, I fluffed rolls. I didn't do great. Um, he gets to re-roll failed battle shocks, which is a good a good ability he had um, for a command point, and he had commanding terrain. You get to either fight in the hero phase or shoot. When you've got nine long strikes, um, being able to shoot in the hero phase is brilliant. And your vampire lord with an ethereal amulet that doesn't matter shit when he's rolling sixes to shoot you, and it's two mortal wounds a time. So yeah, he gave me a good schooling in how good the anvils are. He killed my vampire lord pretty quick. I, I did catch him at one point with a bit of a um, an exploding run where my unit of 40 skellies um, just burst out and and snatched three of his objectives in one, um, which caught him by surprise because he didn't quite understand that it was the num- uh, that only models couldn't contest more than one. Um, he didn't realize that a unit could. So it caught him by surprise. Um, I burned two, 
the third one he managed to pile in with an aether wing um and just managed to hold it um by one model uh but then at that point even though i'd burned two and i was fighting over another one i'd stretched myself so thin i'd lost my general so i couldn't bring anything back um and then for the final two turns he basically just mopped through my army and burned everything so we got to four and on turn four i had no no teeth left in my army at all i couldn't contest his objectives i didn't have enough bodies i had no no grave sites anywhere near anyone meaningful no characters anywhere meaningful so at that point um he just rolled for um, how much it'd be to burn my objectives and then we just played out quickly the the very last meaningful combat um and we we worked it out that he would have he would have killed everything so he got the full the full points off me and i learned valuable lessons about um sequiturs and uh, long strikes and the anvils of the helden hammer so fair play to him he played him well um he did really good and uh i think he's going to be good in the future he uh those aether wings were gold for him because it, they kept his raptors uh safe all the way through the uh through the game that little janky 2d6 move to pin you into places is really good and because we were narrow going down the long edge of the table i couldn't really get around to flank him and, and get in from the other angles so yeah uh, yeah he played well and um that was me having a major and a minor that day and i think i finished in 14th overall um when all the all the all was said and done um, which was one place less than me being able to score any more rankings points. So I, I I left as I went in, but I had some valuable experience for King in the North. So I'll uh, I'll be more familiar with the army going into that because I'm using exactly the same one. And for those people um, whose lists we've just talked about, if they're still with us, if you want to know how to beat me, just listen to the last episode where I tell you exactly how my <laughs> list works and what to do. So there you go. What about your day two, uh, game two, Liam? Day two. My day two. Uh, I'd Phil McGuinness in the morning. Uh, and what I was saying to him, every time we play, we have different armies each, uh, every time, which is either how the meta works or how bad we are at uh, stayed at one project. Uh, so I had his KO uh, list, which wasn't favourable for me. Uh, I felt I was going to be taken apart quite quickly uh, in the game, but he he decided not to take turn one, so he gave me turn one, and he'd left me a charge that I could reach turn one with Marathi uh, with a deploy, uh, deployment shenanigan, and I was able to then, so I char- went for it turn one, buffed her up, which brewed Cataclysm on her, and I charged, so I hit needed the seven, and then eight to charge, and I rolled a nine on the reroll. So I got into combat, hit the unit of Arconauts, but I was able to then pile in and swing at the, uh, the Ironclad turn one, which then I was so sure I just two wounds is what it was left with out of its 18 uh, from her doing one combat swing at it. And then I he did the free wounds back to her that turn. He then had the turn, he brought his other small ship down, Thunderers, 
had to obviously unload the boat that was near Marathi, and then he chose to pull the boat out of combat with it. But he left the unit of Arcanauts that I tagged with Marathi in combat with her, and then obviously shot Marathi to take her down again. But uh, probably, as I said to him when we finished the game, leaving that unit in combat with her was a mistake because it just allowed me on on his turn actually kill something. Uh, you'd have been better just pulling them out and then shooting her with something else rather than uh, giving me the opportunity to then obviously kill another. Because uh, again, Skyhook, a unit of 10 Archonauts with Skyhook, uh, three Skyhooks is still enough to quite do a quite big dent into my army. He was able to, with the Thunderer shooting and the Aether Earburster uh, chemist, was able to take off like 17 uh, witches, uh, Sisters of Slaughter that were buffed with Blessings. So they were five up reroll uh, between that, which was just quite uh, scary for obviously losing that much models to that unit turn one. Uh, we rolled the. So then that was in his turn one. We then rolled. Jekta was in the center for the first one. I run the roll off, so I was able to then just get my entire get both units of Sisters of Slaughter into the meats of his army. I was able to the hit the obviously the Thunderers now, but the Thunders ran off before I fought them. Uh Marathi was able to pick out one of his Sky Wardens in his free man unit, picked the middle guy, killed him, and then was able to then she went in uh with Mind Racer on her. I think that's what she had. She really didn't have nothing on her. She was able to just go in to the nine riggers and literally remove them to to the man. She took off all nine of them herself. Uh, in that combat, then uh, the unit sister slaughter were able to pile in, took off some archonauts, and then obviously I tagged as much units as I could so that he could only shoot that unit of uh, sisters. Turn three rolled. Uh, I won again. The the roll off, but the objectives were both on my left, so obviously where his thunderers were, but I had quite light because I'd taken every all my models off of that side. Uh, he then moved his frigate more towards the center objective, trying to score it and obviously try and kill my heart renders that were on that objective. I then my cauldron got in and all pretty much that was it. We just I bleeded all free stuff over because it was turn free. I was pumped. That's pretty much turn freeze when uh, Doc max out on how strong they are because the reroll hits in Hagnar and just able to take off uh, everything in the end. Uh, turn four and five, he rolled out obviously because he, he had Marathi down to like 10 wounds at that point. So he was obviously just trying to get the last couple of wounds off her uh, for the, obviously the kill points of Marathi because it's quite high. And that was a major victory to me. Yeah, good job. Uh, game oh, five. Sorry, there you go. No, no, no. On you go. Uh, game, game five. Uh, Scorched Earth. I was against uh, Simon, who I think is quite new. He's obviously new to Age of Sigmar. I believe he's a quite a competitive 40k player. I think talking to him, he mentioned he played for Six Nations on the 40k team and that. So obviously a knowledge player of how tabletop games work. Um, but he had a pretenders list, which had a Slither Slash. Uh, Keeper uh, with Thermal Rider, uh, and then another one with Thermal Rider Cloak. Uh, the Peculium Revelers formation, which had 20 Demonets and two tens. He then had the Exalted Chariot, uh, the Mask, and the Rapturous, and that was his army. 
Uh, I deployed obviously quite defensively on my front two objectives, and then I gave him the turn. He came over with his two keepers, Alpha me, and the Slither slash keeper went absolutely mental. So he rolled four attacks for the first set of uh, claws, rolled three sixes, so got seven attacks out of it, then rolled two sixes to wound, and then the others all wounded. So it worked out. Uh, so one didn't win, sorry. So that was six. I was 30 damage there. Uh, so 10 mortal wounds and then uh, four saves minus two, five damage, uh, which was able to then, that removed like 17 after my five up save. I was then obviously able to pull out a combat of the other keeper on the other side. I was able to take that off. Uh, so then he failed the locus on that unit. So it then piled and attacked that keeper took off four wounds and then he hit that unit back again and again his dice were hot as anything that turn one just took that the last 13 i had left uh of that system so i was down one unit 30 turn one and i was like this is gonna be a hard game so well, it was a really tight game uh for me he so then marathi obviously changed marathi she jumped uh i was able to with the second unit of sister slaughter at turn one I was able to pile into the keeper because obviously I, I always put them in within six of each other. So when the first unit was hit, then the, this unit could hit over. So like 10 of them got to attack and then uh, took like six wounds there. So the keeper went down to four. So in the hero phase, I was able to use the Slaughter Queen's command ability to then make them hit in the hero phase. So they got piled in six inches then again and then uh, deleted that keeper there. Then I buffed up my cauldron and that. So then would turn, I obviously then moved them towards the other keeper. I uh, was able to take that off as well. And then Marathi tried to go into the uh, the chariot, but only did six wounds to turn one. He rolled a couple of sixes that obviously protected him from the damage from it. Uh, which, if I killed that that turn, that would have just been game because he's obviously his masking and rapture. So we're at the back of the board trying to stop me from deep striking my heart renders in to steal his back objectives. Uh, but he was able to then chariot survive, so retreated on his turn two, summoned a keeper. The keeper then summoned five seekers, which was allowed him to steal my objective. But he keeps ro he rolled one twice for stealing my objectives. But then when I went over to his side on turn three and four, I was like rolling f uh, freeze and that. Uh, but it was it was tight because he he was up on points uh, the first two turns and that because uh, he'd scored five twice and. Uh, it was just obviously very close because, uh, and obviously losing a 300 point unit turn one, which is half my damage output, uh, really was quite hard in taxing. But I got the major in the end, uh, which was good. Mm -hmm. Good job. And where did you finish? Uh, I was third in the end. Third uh, place. Not bad. Only losing the John Bayliss, and he was obviously okay. second. And uh, obviously, then that puts me in the highest strength of schedule from the uh, others because I beat Simon, who Lee played as well. So, yeah, yeah. That's I, good going. Yeah. So, strength of schedule is a weird thing, though. I do agree. I think like sometimes you can just. I know I've noticed it lately. Like if it's a free game event or a five game event, that if I'm on doing well, well, not just when I'm doing well, but. Like obviously you notice your games more. So when I like it, uh, Warpath, I played Adam Martin game one. I won that game. 
and then uh, he played. I played Kev game two, uh, and then Ad, uh, Nathan, uh, Adam played the person that the person that was on table one at that time had played in game two. So obviously, then it's it's forcing your opponents to play each other. That the folk that are on like two wins. Uh, I've kind of noticed. If that All makes right. sense. So, like, obviously, if so, David Nemeth played Kev Low game three, and Adam Martin played Paul Duduka, and Paul Duduka played John Craig game two, and Lee Martin obviously played David Nemeth game one. So, obviously, then that was affecting our strength schedule. So, if, it, if Kevin had beat David, I would have won that event because obviously I was on three wins as well. But obviously, my strength schedule would have went higher rather than it forcing all our game two and one opponents to fight each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it, it works best in a five game event, though. Yeah. It's still, I still, I still noticed that with that folk, because obviously I played Simon game five, who'd played Lee. Obviously, I played Phil McGuinness game four, who played John Bayless, who I played game three. So obviously, it just forced me to play people that I that I don't know who whose calculation works off. But I'm playing people that affects the other people that are in similar scores to me. There, uh, so obviously, Lee Martin played John Bayless game four. Obviously, I was playing Phil that time, who played uh, Lee the game. Uh, sorry, John Bayless game three. It's things like that. It's just I've just no I've started to pick up the uh, this. I don't know if it's maybe just my games I'm noticing it, but I'd actually quite like to see if anyone else noticed that it feels maybe that you're need an analysis. You need to an- oh, analyze yeah. it. Yeah, well, it's, it's just, it doesn't really matter, but it obviously that actually gives a better winner technically because obviously you're not then going to just be you get a lucky draw. It means that whoever you played is going to have to play someone. The other people that have played good players sort of thing or yeah. people that are also winning because then that gives a better result yeah um congratulations to mark on running his first tournament um yep. almost paperless um he, he embraced the technology um the only paper he had was a a big sheet to calculate his bonus points so adding up who'd um who'd voted for what and sports votes etiquette uh, points and things like that and then he calculated that totaled it and entered that into tto um so it worked well for him um he wasn't there with a, a laptop like a lot of us do or a, a big ledger um he just had a sheet of paper and a pen and was doing it through the phone um people were entering their own scores i found it was easy even for me and i'm rubbish at technology um it worked okay. You you enter what your result was, um, what your kill points were and what your opponents were, and then they verify it, and then it automatically goes through and he just pressed the draw button when he has to. So that went well. Um, I think uh, the food as ever at Common Ground's great. I, I, I like the pizza on a Sunday, even though I was horrendously hungover and I gave half of mine to the dog. <laughs> um, uh, it's It's good having coffee and juice and a shop on site i stocked up on some spray varnish because i'm finding that i really want to protect these contrast paints that i've been using because uh a bit of handling and it's the same with all paints but it just seems a little bit more maybe with those 
that you can you can rub them a bit. So I've been using a a matte varnish on them. Uh, so I've stocked up on that. Um, I suppose there was a talking point that I suppose it's only fair to mention, um, keeping neutral there. Um, but the the winner and congratulations was to to JP with his Legion of Grief, um, a sound victor over myself on as I said on game two. Um, but there was a little bit of um, it's a difficult one to describe. But um, we got to the end of the the final game um, where the winner on that table was basically going to win the event. If JP had a a major win or a minor win, he took it. If uh, John had a draw, he took it. So, uh, unfortunately, um, for one reason or another, um, at the end of the time, um, they were only just beginning turn three. Uh, it was obviously a very uh, tactical and, and thought-out game. Um, but that put Mark in the position where he had to determine who the the victor was going to be and that was based i mean there there were two options i suppose well there's more than two um but the the main two i suppose are you either call it where it's at and take the the victory point scored at that point in terms of the mission um because it's the two full turns that had been played or you you try and math hammer it out and work out what would have happened which is what you'd normally do, but it was so early in the game and there were so many variables. I think that both of the players had compelling arguments as to how they felt the game could go in their way um, by the end. Um, so there was there was quite a lot of debate, probably more debate than was comfortable for either of the players or the TO. Um, and I think that, uh, yeah, I think that that made things a little bit more... Um, difficult to watch i was trying to stay away because i know that it can be tricky but um even though people are well-meaning um and trying to offer assistance maybe that makes the job even more challenging for the judge when there's a, a clutch of people with their own interpretation or ideas so even though people are well-meaning i think that um it, it's good to give the respect and to just pull away um, and let the the players and the judge, whoever that may be, um, just talk it out privately in future. And I think and I think that people got that, and people did move away. Um, and uh, in the end, the decision was taken that it'd be a, a a decision based upon dice down at the end of the last completed turn. So that's where the points went. Um, and both both players were um, were very patient and. You know, it was a uh, there was magna he was magnanimous in victory and he was honourable in defeat. Both players, so I think that they both deserve a bit of an applause and they've got a bit of a ribbon for for getting so so little other way in. But you know what it's like when you uh, when you're really really trying to cover all bases and it was you know there's eight objectives on the table. You've got a summoning army versus a a regenerating army you're trying to block off someone and you're trying to block off this that and the other um there were shout outs from the to i heard them at two hours to go one hour to go um but when they're fully in invested in the game um there wasn't a big clock um 
That's going to be something that needs to go forward with the uh, bring back the TV clocks sort of thing. Well, I mean, and when you chess clocks, I, I think going going to the paperless. We'll maybe come back to the chess clock, but going paperless meant that there wasn't a laptop there, which meant that there wasn't the big clock, the big screen clock, and that's normally right next to table one. Um, I mean, both of those players would have constantly had that in their field of view, but I'm pretty sure both players had a watch on anyway. Um, I'm not being disrespectful to either player either. I'm just saying, you know, it's people are aware. Uh, it's easy to get lost in it, but as you're watching your opponent take their turn, well, I do anyway. I glance at mine, but anyway, um, I think I think that in the end, the di- probably the right decision was made based on it had gone so little of the way in. Um, I know other um, TOs that have got quite a strong, well, if you can't work it out between you, you both get a loss, you both get a zero. Um, or other people where they'll really try and math hammer it or they'll they'll allow it to carry on for a while. But it was the last game of the event and it was critical. The and problem is, is the 50 minutes sit... we sat around, they'd been better just playing out. Well, even then, I don't think that they'd have got through it in 50 minutes. So... But they could have got another turn, which would be more decisive. The problem, yeah, maybe. The pro- okay, the problem I have with it is if you know the game's not going to go to time, you're going to take advantage that to know if you score early, you're winning that game no matter what. Yeah, I don't That's think anybody. My I know, and and I think that if you go into the tournament and it's clear that it's diced down at X time, people may play for that. I mean, I don't, I I don't I don't think we have that, and I don't think that people strategically play for that. Um, but if that's the but you rule, you would know if it was turned, some people you know if would. you had like that's still the same idea if you had ten minutes left you're like oh we're only going to finish this round oh it doesn't matter if my models die I'll take the objectives and that's it because if it's dice down you still know you've won yeah well, rather than I, playing out five turns and I think that I think that in recent packs um, Warpath included and um, and Northern Invasion I mean I had a, a couple of occasions where I had to talk people through the turns and make a decision at the end on who would have won. Um but they were they were at the you know they were in well into the third turn if not at the end of the third turn. I it think needs that, to be, it needs to be in the pack if there's if you're gonna do yeah, that. So yeah. it's, I mean I'm just I'm flicking through one slot pack. I'm not I'm not gonna have a goat mark here. It's first event he did he did great. You know it's you you can't yeah. legislate for ter- for game five table one, you know, coming like this. I've not seen that before to be honest. But um I mean, there's no, there isn't anything in this pack about no game etiquette, timing, whatever you want, whatever you want to call it, how to, how to manage it. And it's and to be honest, it hasn't been in a lot of packs. It's something that's that's come up over the last you know year or eighteen months or so. People talking about it. Um, I mean, look at the King in the North pack. They they've said even it turns down really, yeah. Even so turns. so there you go, two turns done. You know, yeah. again, they're not legislating for game five, table one being like that. Um, They've, they've, they've said they'll add a bit more time if they need to, so maybe that would come into it. I don't know. It's up to them. It's, it's maybe a laid-back event, you know? Who knows? Every yeah. event's different. But, I, I mean, let's be We probably should have a little sentence or two in each pack about yeah. which way you're going to go and just stick to it. If it's even turns, yeah. done. If the TO is not confident in making the call, done. Unless you've got a referee, you know, you can't do anything about that, I'm afraid. I mean, I had it in Northern Invasion one where it had fall to me if they couldn't decide, and there was just a couple of occasions where I had to do it. But because I, I maybe was 
and it comes with experience and mark mark will do it and he'll do well oh yeah. see it's happened to him now and i know that next time he'll, he'll be going around the tables and he'll just be asking the odd question and that's all you have, all you do and you're just asking oh where are you up to da, 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 giving them the reminders and and it's but what again, you're doing in certain is, is it the, in my opinion that's not the TO's pro- job to do that you should well, it be is with if you're adjudicate it is when you're no, adjudicate. Think... if you've made the call in the pack that you're going to be the one making the final decision if you see that games are not going to time you need to either encourage them to get it through or give them that warning that you're going to make that decision and that's that's how i had to do it in the last one um and i think yeah you know, I, think, I think i think was, especially, especially with tabletop.to whatever you're using you know it's there's there's less admin i mean i'm just as a side, I, I always use a laptop with it so so that I've got the telly. So you've got, for, for my benefit, as much as anybody else, you know what I mean? Not everyone's looking yeah. at their phone at the, at the clock. Um, I, I I barely use that if I'm if I'm playing in an event with TTO. I'm just not used to it, whatever, you know. I'm, I'm used to looking at the telly for a big for a big clock, and I think that works really well. Chess um, clocks. Yeah. Fuck, fuck chess clocks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll have one at Howland. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fair enough. Not, not no, no you problem with it. I, I, you could use whatever you like. It's the point. <laughs> but when we played last time, there was no problem. Was no, there? No, no, no problem. Time we no, finished. No. This is, that's, but if you, unfortunately, if you know you're playing someone that has a slower context of playing the game, or they have a more complex army, you'd yeah. have to. Uh, yeah. But what I was going to say is that the, the TO has got time to kind of keep a keep a rein on things and nudge mm. people along. Even at the start, make sure people are, you know, a lot of events are playing two and three quarter hours now. That's what Tempest will be. You've also got to think, we didn't even have to set up scenery per game in this event. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. There was time to get out. There's no realms. Yeah. What, what what are we supposed to do in the, another half an hour? Well, you've again, got if you say that. You've got you three hours at Base Hammer, is it? Is it three hours yeah. Base Hammer? Yeah, they, well, it's, it's weird. They've said two and a half in the pack, but they've got three hour time windows, so... <laughs> They, you can then yeah. say that as well, for is that there is, if you even gave that a three-hour round, they still wouldn't have finished the game. No, no. that's well, a that's, that's a four-hour game, five-hour game. Yeah, that, that's um, a complete outlier. One. That one. That's yeah, not I don't think it's the norm. It's not well, the norm. Well, well, what I'm saying is that the, 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 again, the deal can go around and mm-hmm. just just every half hour, just keep running on things. See, guys, an hour and a half, guys, two hours, or even guys, half an hour's gone. Have you started yet? Because a lot, you know, occasionally there's games that t- take a long time to just start. It's not just finish; it's start. So you, you got. You, I think you can keep an eye on it. You know, at regular points, just do a just do a circuit, and that's that's what I'm going to try and do. Masters and Tempest. Now it's it's coming up to my time of the year, so I've got a few ideas, <laughs> um, just to keep things. You know, what's your opinion then of if turns aren't finished, like turns not being completed, like points getting taken away, sort of thing. Well, I don't. I don't know. It's this is a conversation. King, it's interesting. The king in the north pack that we've just discussed. Give you get an extra two bonus points if you finish all five turns. Mm. So maybe it's rewarding people who do. Is something that we can consider. I don't know. It might encourage yeah. people to get through yeah. it faster. I don't know. But I think that those individuals who were involved and the people that watched and the the TOs involved and everybody else, it was uncomfortable for people and. Nobody, if it was a mid-table game or a bottom-table game, nobody would have cared. They'd have probably rolled the dice and on a four-plus I win, on a yeah, a one to three, the other person wins. But it's for the oh, event. Yeah. It's an exponentially. It is the, com- the conversation is that the players then at the top end shouldn't come to that level. 
Well, I don't think it'll happen again. I think I think that everybody was uncomfortable. Nobody enjoyed it, and I think that people will be more aware. And it's easy to get lost in the game, and I'm I'm sure they'll 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 do everything in the power to make sure they get through the game on time in future. And so do other people. I'm, I'm sure the people who watched them, and I, you know, it makes you more conscious of the, you know, the implications of not finishing. And I and I I think that yeah, it's it's un, it. it it's a shame it happened, but surely only good can come of it at the end of the day. And, you know, I think everybody dealt with it well and took it well at the end. And um, um, well done to them, everyone for keeping composure and for John for being so positive in, in taking the runner-up place. And for JP for, um, again, um, uh, sticking with it and, and for, uh, for, for doing so well and, and, and in the end earning the win. Anyway, that's that. We've made our talk. It's not to put a shadow over a good event because it was a good event. I'll certainly be keen to go again. Unfortunately, the date that's been announced is on my child's birthday next year. Um, Your child would you? Yeah, the the mother of said child wouldn't be accepting that. So, um, yeah, it's a challenging day for me. Um, So... Uh, I may have to sit out the next one, although uh, although I'll be keen to attend another one in the future, and I would encourage people to go. He put on a good show, and it's only going to go from strength to strength. Um, we've switched places, uh, for those that didn't hear, um, that now um, Onslaught next year is going to be in July, and Northern Invasion is being pushed back uh, to September, uh, primarily because of... Um, the etc stuff um because i don't want to be dealing with two things at once um i i'd like to i'd like to to get that out of the way first so so yeah so thanks to mark for switching and i think it helps him a lot as well because he's a teacher so um obviously that's uh that's in the middle of his uh yeah. summer window his hobby window so so no, that's good stuff um, so there was that's a sizable event. There were thirty-two players, um, and we also had Warpath um, only a few weeks ago. So, do you have a rankings update for people, Mister Smith, Doctor Smith? We do, we do. So I'll put this up. Seeing on the chat earlier, I'll put it up tomorrow so folk can folk can oh, ask me for a week. Give them two <laughs> days. Give them two days. Tell them they can have a. If they listen to the podcast, they can get it on the first day, and if not, they have to wait. <laughs> When I say tomorrow, I mean I mean twenty three fifty nine tomorrow. So yeah, the day after that. <laughs> right. So yes, Warpath was the one there, and Onslaught was the two there. So they both had impact. More so Onslaught, obviously. Um, so I'll just start near. Well, just outside the top twenty because we had a very keen Mister uh, John Harper. Why don't you uh, Why don't you start on place number forty? <laughs> we've, not got, we've not got all day, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, oh, we've lost Liam, I think. Right, so let's let's well let's just start where twenty uh, third place. So Mr. Harper, he thought he'd crept at the top twenty. He did a very good job, good result at onslaught. He rose nine places, so he's up from up from thirty two to twenty three. Hundred and seventy seven points, so he's he's close. He's uh, a decent run at um howling and well, realistically, it's just howling left to be honest. Winter War is potentially two, but John tends to run that one, so you can still you can still do it. 
Uh, plus, you always get dropouts. So, top 20 we're talking about here for the Masters. 22nd, Mark Roberts holds on to his place despite being the TO there. So, he was uh, he's just outside the top 20 still. 179, dropping down one place to 21st, Mr. Uh, our captain, Andy Curry, I should say. Former captain. Former captain, Andy Curry. He's on uh, 183, so he's just dropped out of the top 20. Didn't play at Onslaught. Uh, or Warpath actually, so he's uh, he's needing a wee event to. Uh, sure, he'll go for the howling. He's the defending champion, is he? Yeah, not? he's he's due to go to the howling. So a decent decent performance there should get him back in the neck of the woods. Uh, <clears throat> he's only played three events, so he can certainly improve his score. So uh, in the top twenty now, so Kev has crept in. Kev Lowe up two places. Uh, decent result at the onslaught there. So hundred eighty six points. He's uh, just ahead of Andy, but a smidge ahead of him, uh, who hasn't moved actually. John Connolly, he's only something like uh, <laughs> 0.03 points ahead of Kev, so almost identical points. Um, John Connolly 19th, so he's been running Skaven for most of the year, or probably all the year actually, but no improvement there in his place. 18th, Ian Spink, one of the Newcastle legends. Um, hasn't played up north yet. Unfortunately, but he's still holding on to his top 20 place. He's in 18th, 192. Jamie Ferguson drops two places. He didn't play Onslaught, had to drop out in the last minute, so he didn't get his Fire Slayers after all. But he's still hanging on. He's got three events, so he's done He's done well in all his three events. Maybe we'll see him at Howling, I'm not sure. Uh, Matt Rennie also drops two places. Um, so no improvement on his scores, I don't think. Um, 207 points from nine events, so he's... He's been going to lots of events. He's the joint uh, top event he's, goer. He's the Marco Polo. He's the, those three Marco Polos. Fifteenth, uh, Mr. Stu West, then oh. two places, so still oh, on two, two and nine. So you're very, very close to Martin Swaffield. He's just above you on uh, two and nine and a bit. So he's on. Uh, you've both played six events. You, you, you're neck and neck basically. So see, see what happens at the Howling. Are you, are you going to the Howling, Stu? Yeah. Good, good. I'm not sure if Martin is. I haven't seen him for a wee while. Thirteenth <clears throat> um, place, up four places. Phil McGuinness, just talking about him there. So he's he had a good result at onslaught. That's given him a boost up to just about two ten. Um, just a wee smidge behind. There's only like a couple of points. In oh, there is. It's tight. Four of us, isn't there? Yeah. So from kind of sixteenth up to eleventh, there's only about what we're looking at here, about four or five points. So it's it's very That's very two tight. Two places in an event, really. Yeah, exactly. So just above Phil is Paul Duca on 210 and a bit. Um, he's only played four events, so he could, yeah, you could, if he's at Howling, you could, you could improve that, certainly. Ross Joyce, just above him on 211. Um, he he wasn't at Onslaught either, so those guys missing out a little bit there. Uh, I've got him in here, David Jack, David Alexander. I know that's, yeah. a, that's the it's real a good, name. Good I'll player. Need, I'll need to change it. He rose six places, so he had a good result, very good result at Onslaught. Um, he's been pushing the Stormcast around for a, for the year again so he's, he knows what he's doing with it, he's beginning to tweak the lists a wee bit, Mike's filth is rubbing off on him I think so um, so he's doing well so he's, he play David? Um, I don't know actually, I think he's is he local to Sterling and Co? I, I'm not 100% sure. sure, not 100% mm-hmm. sure, I've not played him yet myself to be honest, just uh, oh, yeah, yeah, he was at the Six Nations day but um, yeah, so he's he's, he's, on, he's in the top 10 uh, number nine, David Nemeth doesn't move. Um, no change on so David Jackson two, two seven points. So a, a bit of a jump there. 
David Nemeth just ahead on 232. Nathan, no move in eighth on 246, just behind Craig Graham in seventh. Again, no move, 246. So they're, they're neck and neck, those two. Um, then there's a little bit of a jump to sixth place. Mike drops one place. He wasn't at onslaught. He's only played four events, Mike, but he's he's he's, uh, he's got himself up in sixth place with that, so that's that's still good. Two fifty-seven, just ahead on Mike now. He's gone up one place, John Craig. So well done, John. He's devoted or, or doing their thing. <laughs> for uh, oh, for little... that's you've got to give him respect because he was out <laughs> with me until like the uh, the wee hours of Sunday, yeah. and he was he was dancing around in the club. I think that there was some <laughs> some so ropey he, videos uh, sent in. So he had what four wins at, at onslaught, I guess. He must yeah, have had. I think so yeah, he did uh, good. Let me just check the ladder here, John Craig. It's a shame though, because that yeah. was the last run out for cities for his devoted because he's yeah. Been well, let's, City's book now. let's see what happens with the book. So he's uh, he's he's done well there. So uh, up one to fifth, two fifty eight. So just had a mic, and then there's a jump to the kind of top four. Uh, uh, fourth place, Liam. So he dropped two places. Uh, after onslaught, so he's on two seven six. John Bayliss in third place, two eight one. So just a few points ahead. Again, he he hasn't moved. He's he's stayed in his third place. Um, but up two on the back of onslaught is JP. So he's up to second now on two eighty four, which leaves the filth master himself, Lee Martin, still still number one, two eighty six. But the gap has definitely closed. JP's only two points behind him. And wow. John Bayliss is only two points behind him, uh, with Liam a further, what, four or five points behind John Bayliss. So it's tight at the top, ten points between top four. And looking at their minimum scores, because I'm sure you have done. I have, I've just worked if, all that. If yeah, somebody yeah. came first at the Howling, would they be able to leapfrog Lee? Uh, it depends. I'm, uh, to be <laughs> honest, I don't think so, because I think no. it's... Uh, with the Howling just being a one dare, if it's got 40 players, it'll be an 85-point event. Mm-hmm. So the top four looks so, pretty locked so, in. So the league looks like it's been won, but we yeah. still have... We the Champions still have League the, has been decided. The Super Cup to, to play for. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the European places, the Europa Cup, the Europa League places we're playing for. Yeah. But but everyone from, from John Craig down can improve if, if, if Howling is a, is a big event, which I'm sure it will be, so... There's certainly a few places to play for, and you know, twentieth place just now is on what 186 points, assuming the top 20 make it. Let's you know, let's no one's going to drop out. Let's be honest here. Um, I mean, I, I think it'll be 200 points. It'll get you in. Yeah. Maybe two, 210. I'll certainly guarantee it. Am 200. I on 209? You're on 209. So oh, don't say <laughs> that then. <laughs> I, think, I think you're okay because not everyone's going to get a big boost. You know, only a few people might get a big boost. Yeah. Um, so I think two hundred should get yen as my is my guesstimate, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, it's exciting times. Um, so I think what we're saying is that Ian and Martin need to come up from Newcastle, yeah. put down a marker, and and take out the Howling to consolidate their places. Is well, I don't know if Ian if Ian's coming. Is he? He's not been up to Sterling yet. But it'd be great no, to see. But- I'm yeah. sure uh, if his club mates with Martin, Martin comes quite often. He was up for Northern Invasion, yeah. and he came for the Masters last year, didn't he? He did. He did. So we want to see him to back. See him. Yeah. I'm just gonna check the howling on uh, on TGA and let's see who's yeah, coming. Yeah. See how many players we've got. Let's have a look. It's exciting. This live. This is, this is live <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Quality. 
radio. So I'll let pod in. Oh, yeah. at the moment there's only 28 on the TGA. Oh, it's not bad, but still. But, unless, Mike's, unless Mike's not uh, updated it recently, I don't know. But... He is on holiday, isn't he? Yes, he is. I think he's had one or two people today uh, cool. say that they'll join. Well, I don't see Mr. Swaffield on there at the moment. No. So, uh, up you come. Yeah. Or maybe not, because he's just ahead of YouTube. Maybe you don't want him to come. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. I know anyway, uh, Ad- Adam's not good. Where's Adam Rawson? Is he just outside? Because him and Sam were right. in the top 20 for a while, weren't they? Mr. Rawson is... I don't think he's coming up for another one. Yeah, he didn't do too well at the onslaught, so... Because he took a Linda, that's why. He should take a real Mortark if he wants to do well. Oh, hang on, I think I made a mistake here. Oh, Rawson. I'll need to double check that. I may have underscored Adam Rawson's. Oh, oh. oh. oh hang on, recount. Let me check that. <laughs> yeah, I think I made a mistake in somewhere in here. Yeah, I'll need to double check that. So, anyway. Okay. Oh, well. To be to 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 be uh, determined that there may be a small small change in these <laughs> by the time you see them live. <laughs> ah well, there you go. See. Um, well, yeah, I think he was just outside, and so was Sam. So Adam's uh, done four of it. Yeah, I've, I've made a mistake with Adam's score here. Sam was down a wee bit as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, Adam's got four events, so I've made a boo boo in there. Yeah, let me check. I'll, 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 I'll update. Yeah, it's okay. Well. I know Adam and Sam are both going to Carnage, but I'm pretty sure Carnage won't be ranked. That's just a no, yeah, that's well, just a, a closed doors event for yeah, 1, points, maximum so. Carnage. Sam's no, no, down in two thousand points. Carnage. Oh, sorry, that's Carnage. The down, in, yeah, sorry. That's the one in Windermere. I'm, I'm not thinking Renegade. Sorry, my mistake. Sam's down in at the moment. He's oh, he's below me. Believe it or not, he's only done two events though. So. Sam's, Sam's not been up that much. So I, for for all those concerned about me, I'm down in 30, 38th. Non-mover. So there you go. Hold, holding my own. Point, uh, point Hovering four, around your age. Point. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm point four of a point. Point four points ahead of Ian Hunter. So I'm holding on to that. Oh, the Varangard of right up your behind. Legend. <laughs> oh, man. The taker of all the best sports and... The best man votes from many, many a list. Indeed. I think he's, I think he's won three of the four best, uh, most themed army um, is he, is he? awards from Northern Invasion. So I've got just a, just a, a Rawson update. I've not, I can't change the spreadsheet. It's view Here only at the moment. A live, live update. So if you add 80 and what's that? Uh, God, I've lost it again. 80 plus 87, what's that? That's about 167. 167. So that's where he is. So that puts him roughly 20. I think he's 25th, actually. So he's he's outside. So that, that's going to bump a couple of folk down. In fact, that'll bump. Uh, no, that's okay. It won't bump me down because I'm below that already. So. Um, actually, it might do. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> I, I, I don't care anymore. It's gone. He needs to come the to the howling. And then he can, he can come on a road trip back down with us for Indeed. carnage the day after. Oh, that's right. Yeah, of course. You're doing double, the double whammy, aren't you? Yeah, we are. So, cool. So there we go. Um, I'll, get all this, the fun of the fair. I'll get this properly checked tomorrow and updated so folk can see where they are. But it's coming to, a, coming to a head. You know, I think if you're top, top top 10, top 15, you should be fine, is my guess. But don't hold me to it. 
<laughs> I will hold you to it because I've got my room. <laughs> no, that's great. Thank you very much for that. And of course, King in the North is going to be ranked at double points. Indeed. Because we should uh, we should link with them. We should. It's, it's a northern. It's the northern rankings after all. Yeah. So. Why not? In fact, it might just be based on this event only. So. <clears throat> that should be. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, thank you very much. So, have we got anything else? Have we covered everything we wanted to cover? I think so. Yeah. Well, I think the next time we're on then will be us wrapping up King in the North. Um. So that should be fun. The King in the North Diaries. Yeah. Um, we'll start it. I'm pretty sure it'll be more, yeah, it'll, it'll be listenable. The The Six Nations diaries have been buried in a vault. <laughs> in a hundred years, they'll be released and uh, there'll be outrage. Um, the Bobo diaries went down quite well. Um, King in the North, there's only two of us, but I'm sure that there will be a lot of enthusiastic mm. Northmen willing Many to Many new us... friends. Make yeah. many new friends. Maybe they'll be willing to give us a, a few words about their uh, about their armies and what they mm. expect of the weekend and what fun they're having. And I've got some words for you. Now, apologies to my Norwegian um, cousins and friends here. I don't know Norwegian, but I do know some Swedish. So what you have to say to them, Scott, is, and you can say this after me, um, Yorgskar. Sounds like a formation. Come on, Yorgskar. Yorgskar. Skorla. Skorla. Vitluk. Vitluk. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good starter. And then, Yorgvil. Yorgvil. Canulade. Canulade. Idusha. Idusha. Yeah. So, so all you have to say to your—that's uh, all you need to say, really, to your first-round opponents. Good. So, I, I learned these these fantastic phrases in Swedish. Apologies to our Norwegian friends. Um, when I worked in a Swedish kitchen for three years, there are other <laughs> things I can ask you where the communal funnel is, if you'd like. But maybe that's a little bit too much for our younger younger listeners. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> less of communal funnels. Um, we're gonna sign off. Uh, I think that my money has arrived, my kroner, mm. and yours has arrived. It has. I still don't know whether I've got any cabin bags booked, any hold luggage booked. So I'm just aiming for the uh, everything in my hand luggage and, and hoping for the best. Um, we're going to be bringing offerings of of best Scottish alcohol and finest Northern Invasion swag. So... Uh, we're looking forward to coming over there. So there we go. And we go. we'll find something fitting for our uh, Norwegian cousins for our outro music. Eh? Sounds good. That. So there's only two of us left. See, last men standing. The youngsters have gone. They've gone. They've gone to change nappies and play magic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's good night from Orkney. Uh, and I should have learned it in Norwegian, but I haven't. Oh, uh, hey, dog. <laughs>